It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The interview between Tucker Carlson and Vladimir Putin is out. Wow. To say the least, the first 30 minutes are a history lesson. Very interesting. And I think Vladimir Putin missed a tremendous opportunity, a tremendous opportunity for him. But fine, so be it. Because Tucker Carlson does, in fact, ask about the jailed Wall Street Journal reporter. And he actually tried to get the reporter home on the spot. And Putin said, nah, we'll get into all of that. And I'll talk about why there was a missed opportunity for Putin. But there are some interesting revelations that came out of that interview. Although Putin does say several times, these are not new statements. I've said these before. I do think in context with Tucker, there are some interesting things being brought up as to the perception of of Russia, of Vladimir Putin and the war as it's happening in Eastern Europe with the United States, etc. Of course, it's what most people said, that Vladimir Putin views a CIA coup, uh, took over Ukraine, got rid of Yanukovych. And there's a lot more we'll get into. I don't want to break down the whole thing because, again, a lot to talk about. But we do have big domestic news, and that is Joe Biden. You know, he had a bunch of classified documents, and uh, for that, he was facing criminal prosecution. But the DOJ special, special counsel has said he has mental limitations, and it would be hard to convince a jury that he's anything but a doddering old man with memory problems who doesn't have the uh, f- force of will to actually commit crimes. I kid you not. The DOJ is actually saying, look, this guy's so old. Is going to look really sympathetic for being a doddering old fool. Amazing that he's our president. So we'll talk about that. And uh, I'll, I'll, seriously, a lot to break down in the Biden department because he once again referenced a dead politician, a, a, a former politician. Now for the second time, the degradation of Joe Biden, it's getting absolutely crazy. So there's a lot to break down in terms of uh, this Joe Biden DOJ uh, uh, decision, as well as the Tucker Carlson Vladimir Putin interview. Before we get started, my friends, head over to castbrew.com. It is the best coffee you will ever have. We got Alex Stein's Primetime Grind, two times caffeine, drink responsibly. That's caffeine can be dangerous. And we've got everyone's favorite Appalachian Nights available in ground as well as Rise with the Brito Jr. And don't forget, we got coffee pods. We got Appalachian Nights, Rise with the Brito Jr. Stand your grounds, Mr. Bocus Pumpkin Spice Experience. And when you become a member, I'm sorry, when you support Casper.com or become a member of the Casper Coffee Club, you're supporting not only the work we do here because we sponsor ourselves, our company, but you're helping to support the new coffee house location, which we're building. And in one month, we'll be holding a private live showing, members only, 50 seats available. Tickets will only be made available to TimCast.com members. So head over to TimCast.com, click join us, become a member. And perhaps within a week or two, we will send out an email with the link to purchase tickets for our Martinsburg, West Virginia live show, which is on the second floor of the building where you will, uh, where the Casper coffee shop will eventually be. And the goal for this uh, show, actually it might be on the third floor. I could be wrong. The goal for this show is to create a space where there is a private club for people like you to hang out and uh, build community, watch movies, share ideas. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It's a, it's, it's us countering these very expensive social clubs that exist, that exist in these huge urban strongholds for Democrats 
They cost like $50,000 a year. Well, ours is going to be a bit less than that, but might be like a thousand bucks a year or something. So not the cheapest, but in order to fund the staff and have food and drinks on hand and pay for the space, it might end up being about a hundred bucks a month or something like that. But become a member at TimCast.com. If you want to support our work, you'll get access to our members only uncensored show coming up tonight. Don't forget to also smash that like button, subscribe to this channel and share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight is Bill Ottman. Hey, hey, thanks for having me. Who are you? What do you do? Hey, I'm Bill. I'm the founder of Minds, Minds.com. We're an open source, decentralized social network. Uh, Ian is a co-founder as well. Talked That's about right, Bill. Once in a while. Hi. We just launched on SCNR.com a new independent network based on the mind software hybridized with inverted tech so now if you go to the comments on scanner.com that is you have to make an account on the scanner network and it's all federated on the fediverse and this is what we're doing it's basically like a social it's like its own becoming its own twitter essentially right and it's a news website with a staff that produces content and everything yes wonderful we also got a lot hanging out hey everybody what's going on my name is a lot i'm a journalist here at timcast news uh, thanks for having me did on? anyone ever tell you that you look like the lead singer from Young the Giant? I haven't got that. Um, I usually get, um, I forgot that. At, never mind, I forgot his name. <laughs> when it comes back to me, I'll bring it up. Though. They're a good band, by the way. They got some awesome songs. But we were watching a music video, and uh, I was like, oh, look, it's a lot's band. And then someone looked and saw, and we're like, what? Like, they actually thought it was you for a second. I was like, no. It's Your not hair me. looks really good today. Mm. How it kind of goes up on the side. It's a good hair day. Thank you. It was Ruxin. <laughs> Who plays Ruxin in... Um, the league. That's who I get. Uh, who I get? Nick Kroll. I get told I look like Nick. Oh Kroll. yeah, oh, Nick. you can't. I'm more handsome than Nick Kroll. Yeah. I think a What's sexy that? version of him. But yeah. you, uh, you, you can't see him. But Mr. Bocus is hanging out right here as well. He decided to come up to the studio and he's sitting in front of me. But we got Shane Cashman hanging out. What up? What up? I write about ghosts for Inverted World. This is why I'm <laughs> reaching out to Joe Biden. Uh, the medium in the White House. <laughs> uh, He's so close to death, yes, he can see the other side. That's exactly right. The veil, the veil is very thin in the White House. Uh, I'm also hosting the Minds Fest April 27th. Oh, with uh, uh, Ian's going to be there. We got Bill's going to be there. We got uh, Tripoli is going to be there. Jimmy Dore, a lot of great people. You can get the uh, tickets right now at the Vulcan Gas Company. I mean, honestly, it's like Destiny's going to be there. Destiny, Lauren Chen's doing right, stand-up comedy. Luke wow. Lukowski's going to yep. be yeah, it's going to be fun. Yep. My, my, uh, Austin's always a great time. And I want to just give a special shout out to Richie Jackson, who got me this banging shirt. Yo, Richie knows my style better than almost anybody. I love it. So Richie, I, it's, his it's spirit like, is with me. It looks like one of his shirts. It smells yeah, good, yeah, too, Richie. I wonder shirt. if he wore it and didn't wash it just so I can smell him. But I like is it, Richie. Is there a story to the shirt? Is that from somewhere? No, no. Maybe maybe Richie. Richie, if, if, if there is, Richie knows. It's from New Zealand. Richie New Jackson, Zealand. the Feach. On, that's F-E-A-T-C-H all over the internet. Check him out. Very, Richie Jackson, very famous one of the greatest skaters on earth yeah, yeah awesome dude funny guy we got surge president buns yo i am here i'm wearing merch from uh this famous uh, <laughs> soda you might have heard of it's not how you spell my name my name is called an s-e-r-g-e but uh yeah let's get to the show just like a year and a half ago we bought several cases of surge because ah, you can I still buy it yeah we'll just order more it's funny i mean yeah. i just don't like ordering the super sugary stuff like we have liquid yeah. death it's got 30 calories and a tall boy so yeah give me all right let's 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 read the news yeah let's go from scnr.com DOJ will not seek criminal charges against Biden due to his mental limitations. It could be it would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Holy crap. They are saying that Biden is so old and broken 
he does not have his own force of will anymore. I think they did. Or at the very least, to be fair, you could not convince a reasonable person that Biden has a mental state of willfulness. I'm thinking about (laughs) Reagan. I think they did this with Reagan. Do you remember Ronald Reagan being like, I've got Alzheimer's? And they were like, okay, then you can't punish him for all the war crimes he did or whatever he did in the 80s. He's like, yeah, I don't even remember. And they're like, all right. You think Reagan was acting? I think that maybe they played the Alzheimer's thing as an up actor to get out of like actor. some of the some of the stuff he'd done. I that I, I've heard that. that I was think like his friends used it. To I mean, like get stuff in the in the in the, in the like law actually. If if huh. if Biden cannot be held accountable because of his diminished mental state, he cannot be president. No, you're right. So I did see a tweet from Jack Posobiec, and he was like, because of the uh, the, the class because of the classified documents, we may not get a prosecution, but we may get the Twenty Fifth Amendment. Yeah. Right. Oh, and that, that's and that's true. where we could remove Joe Biden for being. Yeah. And then, well, I don't know, Kamala Harris, yeah. I guess. And they were talking about the 25th Amendment at the end of Trump. And people were like, they're using it for Trump, but they were setting this up. No, no. For it was years. like when they announced the uh, 25th Amendment panel was being created, which the 25th Amendment says, like, you can basically remove an incapacitated president. So they're going to create this committee and then vote out in Congress that would have the ability to make the determination if the president was mentally unfit. Everyone's like, they're going to do this to get rid of Trump. And then within like 10 minutes, everyone's like, actually, they're doing this to get rid of Biden. Democrats are setting this up to get rid of Biden. Yeah. What was the lawsuit they were trying to push forward that they said they can't? No, this is criminal charges. (laughs) He will not be criminally prosecuted for the crimes he committed. Let me read. In the report, it says, in his interview with our office, Mr. Biden's memory was worse. He did not remember when he was vice president. Forgetting on the first day of the interview when his term ended. If it was 2013, when did I stop being vice president? And forgetting on the second day of the interview when his term began. In 2009, am I still vice president? He did not remember even within several years when his son Bo died. And his memory appeared hazy when describing the Afghanistan debate that was once so important to him. Among other things, he mistakenly said he had a real difference of opinion with General Carl Eikenberry, when in fact, Eikenberry was an ally who Mr. Biden cited approvingly in his Thanksgiving memo to President Obama. <laughs> this is the DOJ being like, uh, this guy has no force of will. Like, there's, he's, he's gone. I thought you were going to say Eikenberry was a cartoon character that Biden used to watch in the 50s. <laughs> Eikenberry <laughs> was the character on the on the Lots of Berry cereal yeah. box. So do you think he's going to make pop. it to the end of the term? No. Really? You don't really? think so? I don't. What do you think is going to happen? I don't know. I don't know. It mean, could be many things. I did say this back in like November. I did a segment where I was looking at all the news and I was like, Biden will be out. He will be out some way. I, I have to say like right now it's hard to believe because it's February and we're so close to the election. I think a reasonable conclusion is Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, if, 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 if it came down to it and I had to put 10 bucks on he's in or he's out, he's out. I think they're going to have him do some type of sympathetic step down where he's going to be like this, this corpse figure giving a speech saying, I can't do this anymore. It's for the better of the country. And they're going to do that to make him, yeah, like sympathetic to people. Well, he, he won't he make it through that speech. But he won't. I mean, you're right. He, like, They'll need AI. Be, every you, speech, he has a gap. Yes. At, like there isn't 
a normal one. He's speaking right now, apparently. That's what oh, I'm we should watch. Should we pull it up? I heard he was going live at like 7:45. Sure yeah, he did like some unscheduled speech. Maybe he's talking about Putin. I don't know. I just seen the chat saying he's speaking live right now. So. I mean, oh. I don't. I don't know if I care all that. <laughs> I don't. Personally. I just love that the people who who thought Kofef was oh, like cool. Trump being mentally deranged yeah, are really. okay with this. By providing ammunition and material for them to defend themselves. Wow, he is live. Coincidentally. Yeah, I think he's talking about Ukraine. That's here. the time frame when this broke out. I have no proof what I'm about to say, but it's not unreasonable to suspect that. <laughs> The Hamas understood what was about to take place and oh, he's talking about Israel. break it up before it happened. Hey, good timing on our part. He just walks off. Did a hand just did emerge you, to tell him to come this way? Did you guys see the, uh, I think so. What the f Coincidentally. Did you guys see the interview he was doing? Where the reporter goes off script? And immediately his hand is like, oh, Mr. Biden, Mr. Biden. And he's like, no, 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 I'm going to do this anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh -uh. It was about to take place and wanted to break it up before it happened. <laughs> I think he's remote controlled. Dude, there's a hand. There's a camera. I okay, wish it was okay. a movie or something there's to laugh at. Or is it remote control? I guess there's a hand on the camera. What if when, that is the hand of the real When's president? the last time he took questions, like full-blown press conference? Never. Never. Yeah. They've always Yo, been submitted. Yo, he's skipping the Super Bowl interview, which is like a big deal. Yeah. Like, I, I guess the second time he's refused to do an interview, like the president does a Super Bowl interview. It's like the, a big moment in the country. Really? So Trump's like, I'll do it. And they're, you know, they're not going to do it with Trump, though. You know, I'm, I, I think it's important for history's sake that everyone remember this moment where you were, a moment you'll never forget when the DOJ said Joe Biden's mental state had diminished to the point of no longer being a willful human being. That is to say, this is the day when it was determined by our executive branch, the president was no longer a sentient human being. This thing, if someone commits like a crime, but they're not mentally aware, you put them in a mental institution. You don't put them in the jail necessarily. You take them to a hospital because they weren't mentally prepared or me mentally cognizant. I, I have a story for you guys. It's a story that I've told maybe twice on this show. When I was about 14 in uh, my neighborhood on the south side of Chicago, there was a rumor. Don't know the exact details or how it went down, but this is the story that we were told when we were children. That uh, a girl our age had been crossing the street when an elderly man blew the stop sign, running her over. She was crossing in a crosswalk with a stop sign as an Oldsmobile was coming up. And she didn't think it mattered because the car would stop, but it didn't. And it ran her over. It was a very old man who was driving. And when he hit her, he stopped instantly. She was now underneath his car. Not knowing what he hit, he put it in reverse, backing up, crushing her head like a melon. Hmm splattering it that's what we were told killing her and that if he had not moved she would have lived the penalty for this was they revoked his license i mean what are you going to do it was an older man i mean apparently he was in his 70s or something and is, is, is did he commit a crime or is he just incapacitated at this point he should no longer drive due to his diminished mental state so they determined based on this we will Remove his license. Now, I don't know the full details. I'm sure the story was not 100% that way. That's just what we were all hearing and everyone was saying. Because like a girl our age like went to school at the same time. I don't know who she was. Died. But it was like friends of friends. Do we want to wait for that moment with Joe Biden? No, not for when, the commander of the military. When he no. presses the button. And then when a city like Moscow is wiped out. 
and we are facing down the barrel of all of Russia's ICBMs, everyone just says, maybe we should impeach him now. The thing is, the American people have not been privy to a, a, a real military loss in my lifetime. They don't understand what it means if your commander slips up, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and causes the death of women, your, your, wife, your wife and your children and your families and your city is burned to the ground because of some mistake. The, the, immediately, he's removed from power. Immediately. Whether it's the president, the, lead, the general in charge, they're stripped of command if they do that. Well, people, I, yeah. Not to make you guys... Uh, think any worse of the guy but apparently he walked off when we were watching him and then he walked back out and then he said that bb was the president of mexico so wait what no yeah. that's, yo that's, that's i almost don't believe you that's that a bit you may not believe me but that's what i'm getting from chat is that's what he said so and you guys don't believe me about joe no, biden I don't, I, I, mexico? Like, wow here we I don't, go I don't, I don't believe he walked back out that's that's what i've been told yeah, i mean the stream shut down is there some wait, other wait, video on action no i don't know that's it was that the second time he walked off? That's I don't know if there's if there's the first one. They said that he walked off and came back at some point. <laughs> Maybe he lying. walks off after a reporter questions him. Then he comes back. Reporters grilled him about his age, his memory. Apparently that's what happened. Really? Because he took questions. So well, I suppose I'll just try to find that on X or something. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's it's elsewhere, but that's what I was told. So he won't be charged in classified documents case mm -hmm. because he has poor memory. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I don't think he should be charged in that stupid case anyway, but not because of poor memory, just because why would you charge a, an ex-vice president for accidentally or for even intentionally, maybe? So so we, we have this. Like, let's uh, let's play the clip from Newsmax. So I, I don't know if he came back out. Here we go. Something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. <laughs> I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. Oh, I don't need his what? recommendation. It's How totally out of His lawyer's going, stop, wow. shut up, stop. Is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. What? That's, uh, that's, that's what your memory has gotten worse. <laughs> no, that's right, though. Yo, these that's, reports. That's Ducey. Don't give it. He's going to get you. Yeah. If you remembered right, this, right, right, you wouldn't right. let him speak. My, not My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Oh, they're, they're At least he took a question. No, no, listen, listen. Like, do with the sarcasm. Right now, his lawyers are face palming like. <sighs> The DOJ just let you walk. You went on television and said, no, I'm fine. He literally says, the DOJ says they're not going to prosecute you because your memory's no good. No, my memory's fine. You're, you literally just said, prosecute me. Yep. Right. I think they're weaning him off all the uppers so he can melt into a pile <laughs> oh, of skin yeah. before they like sweep him off the stage and then let Kamala come in. I, when they're like, your memory's, I hear your memory's bad. And he's like, yeah, my memory's so bad. He's doing the sarcasm thing, which is just indicating right. that he does believe he has a bad memory. In my I opinion. need to fact check, Serge. He didn't say that um, Benjamin Netanyahu was the president of Mexico. He said Egyptian President Abdel Fattah el Sisi allegedly oh, was oh, my the president mistake. of Mexico. My mistake. I apologize. <laughs> so, I'm and, sorry. And, and I, okay, hold, your, hold on. Doesn't matter because we have this from the post millennial. Just in. Biden says he will be president for everybody, whether you live in a red state or a green state. It's incredible. That's my Christmas joke. Ian, so Ian said this as we were pulling the story up. He's like, he must be talking about Christmas. He's still in December. <laughs> and then uh, 
He, I, I said he was, he was addressing the North, the North Pole. Most people don't know this. Yeah. But the uh, North Pole, the jurisdiction by which uh, Santa Claus rules, is actually divided into seven different states with uh, warring political factions between uh, Republicans and the Green Party. Democrats right. don't mm -hmm. exist up there for some reason. And so whether you're in a red state or a green state, uh, this is not a joke. He said this. Oh. Yo, let's roll. Here we go. Said, uh, when, when I said, uh, when I we pushed all these programs, I said, I'm going to be a president for everybody whether you live in a red state or a green state. <laughs> When I <laughs> oh, man. Gotcha. Yo, I whenever I see stuff like this, it just reminds me of um, what was it, Doctor Strangelove riding the atomic bomb down? Yeah. 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 Like here we go, baby. Everybody should watch that movie tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but the, the upside is Tucker's interview with Putin actually gives me like Putin's not demented at the very least. Maybe he's got ulterior motives that we don't know about, but he's clear. He's it, very he's intelligent, but he's a good he's a good guy in every story he tells. Can we know? Putin? Yeah. Oh yeah. Can we can we get like Seamus to make that joke where it's like <laughs> Joe Biden standing at the stage going, well, "My memory's good, and you know if you live in a green state, I told you." And then they're and then he starts walking away, and then as soon as he as soon as he goes in the other room, he goes. All right, what's the next move we're making? <laughs> we made it off. And they're like, Mr. President, the, the act worked. They're not going to prosecute you because everyone believes you're senile and decrepit. He might be doing that. True, true, he might be doing that. I, I do believe, I don't know if Reagan did that or not. I don't yeah. know. But when someone told me that he might have played up the all and he's an actor. You know, Reagan yeah, was an actor. Exactly. The yeah. whole like, well, I might go to prison for life. Or if I just kind of play along with the whole right. Alzheimer thing, maybe I'll just get to quietly live out my days. Right. right. And Biden's like, yeah, maybe I'll just play this character of like. They, yeah. They they have to twenty fifth amendment him at this point. I mean, if they're not going to prosecute him because they're saying he's he's got a diminished mental state, if if they are saying he lacks the will to be able to to, to be able to hold him accountable for his crimes, they've publicly stated he could do anything he wants now. Maybe that's what they want. The Krasensteins love it. They're tweeting about voting for this guy no matter what his mental capacity What, today is. they did? Uh, one of them did, yeah. Yeah, but this is why I say they're evil. Because when it comes to the lies from the corporate press about Elon and X, yeah. they immediately, like, whoosh, they jump in line and say, oh, the media is lying about Elon. And then when it comes to Trump, they're like, they're telling the truth about him. That's right. It's like, we know who butters your bread. The Democrats and X. You make money on the platform, and they, and they posted, like, we only made $400 you know, in the past pay period. And I'm like, yeah, so you're desperate to make more. Exactly. They'll, right. they'll just say whatever it is benefits them. And if it's the establishment narrative or if it's X, like, it, their position makes no sense. Yeah. Yep. I like, personally, I like them a lot. It's not, I'm not refuting what you guys are saying. I don't know. But I know they're not really political guys. At least according to them, they're like, dude, we feel, I feel stuck in politics right everything now. They I don't know how to politics. I don't care about these making two guys. Money off it. But, but, right. let's, but who cares about these two guys individually? Yes. It's, it's the issue of the left grift. Yeah. Like their, their positions just align wherever the power is for them and they'll take it. So, yes, you have people like them. You have many others happy Bill, Bill Maher that Joe Biden is mentally diminished and won't be prosecuted and they would rather vote for him than Donald Trump. Makes no sense. It's 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 a it, Trump derangement syndrome is, is is going easy on these guys. Yep. They would Trump psychosis syndrome or something. If Trump acted like this, they would have been having meltdowns in the streets. Yeah. They would have had an insurrection. It would be all over TV. People would be pointing out how slow he is. They'd be putting it up against what he was like six years ago. Right. And they'd be like, look how much worse he is. Yep. It would be, don't vote for this guy. That guy is bad. Yep. This, I wish they would give Biden the treatment, man. Maybe I wish he, they would wait, show people. I feel bad. What if Joe Biden was speaking in context and the post-millennial with this clip, they just you know, pulled a fast one on us, and Biden was talking about Republican states or states that have legalized marijuana. That's right. Mm. And for those that aren't right. watching this, Tim just read that from a Krasenstein tweet. <laughs> That's what that was. So He was clearly states. referencing yeah. states with <laughs> recreational <laughs> marijuana. Referencing the Green Party. It was the Green Party. 
It was That's interesting that the green Tucker space. was pushing Putin on like, well, why don't you just call up Joe? Yeah, that was funny. And and Putin like didn't seem to think that that would be productive. He laughed for, for understandable reasons. Right. But, <laughs> but it is, I, I actually appreciate that no. kind of a question because I feel like world leaders actually don't call each other up a lot. No, like no, they, no. they have their kind of handlers talk and it's mm -hmm. just Putin it, was way wrong on this one he should abs uh, Putin I, I'm sorry he should call him I yeah. watched that uh, that interview and I won't get into all of it but he missed a lot of, he has proven himself to be an ineffective leader and just for the for, for the con I, I want to save it for the next segment we do because it's a big story but I just want to say in this context he absolutely should call Joe Biden because then he's going to be like hey Joe who's this it's your brother Joe Oh, what do you need? Uh, $100 billion. Oh, tell me what to wear. To wire it to Putin. Okay. He can get anything he wants. He can come up and be like, uh, you know, we should uh, get our troops out of Ukraine. Oh, whatever you, whatever you say, brother. What, what are you doing calling me from Russia with a Russian accent? He's going to be like, hey, it's how I talk now. Oh, okay. Just, it's, it's just take the opportunity. If he's, joke. It's joke. <laughs> it's funny joke. It's yeah. joke. <laughs> I think when Putin, they're like, when Tucker was like, why don't you just call Joe and, and work some stuff out so we can avoid World War III? Putin was like, ah, it's already taken care of. We don't need to worry about it. Like, he, he seemed like they have people and the Americans have people that are already decided we're not going to have World War III. That's what it seemed like it sounded mm -hmm. like. I like that it seems easier for Tucker to interview Putin than it is for him to interview Biden. Right? Like, yeah. Biden's not going to sit down with Tucker. Mm. They trotted out all the people, even Hillary last night, talked to condemn this interview. He could go to Russia and, and interview Putin. Western journalists haven't even bothered interviewing Joe Biden. I think he interviewed on the Weather Channel once. Did he? <laughs> no, but it was funny because when Tucker said that, he, he was wrong, but yeah. he was right. Okay, like, here's the issue. Russia came out and said, Tucker Carlson is incorrect. A lot of people have reached out to us for interviews with Putin, but we just turned them down. But I got to push back on Russia. The people contacting Vladimir Putin for interviews are not journalists. They're state actors and propagandists and smear merchants. Tucker Carlson may be one of the only journalists who've actu who's actually tried to get an interview with Vladimir Putin. So the issue is when Tucker's talking about Western journalists, he's referencing like, you know, Libby Emmons or um, Stephen Crowder's team or James O'Keefe. Like, why isn't James O'Keefe tried to interview? Because he's not talking about the New York Times CIA assets or the Daily Beast or Rolling right. CIA Stone. Right. I'm kidding, by the way. But like, <laughs> as if anyone thinks these these news outlets are anything but mouthpieces for the state come on you're full of it you can watch james o'keefe and I, what, I, what i what i love about how they go after james is that when he was doing these sting operations on like google they were like he's far right and he was like are you implying that by going after google they're far left like mm. i don't understand what your point is he goes up to these big tech companies and then immediately the media calls him far right for doing so or they claim that he only goes after left left-wing organizations and he's like is with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is Google left wing or are they just a big tech company? But they expose themselves when they do this. You take a look at, um, we, mentioned, we can mention this briefly, like, I don't know if you guys saw this. NBC News, it advocated for putting Chaya Reichik of Libs of TikTok in prison. Did you see this? They did a big no. thread where they were like, Following several posts by libs of TikTok, bomb threats happened. 
And then on NBC News, this lady's like, is there a possibility we can hold her accountable for this? And the guy's like, well, she didn't do the bomb threats, but you know, that's where they're going with well, it. Well, they would love for stochastic terrorism to become like yeah. actual law. Oh, because then it's just anything's interpretable as being illegal. Mm-hmm. Speak like at that point saying like, I just plain don't like Joe Biden. Ah, that's a crime. You know, oh, won't someone rid me of this priest becomes a capital offense. Do you think that leftism in general is inherent to corporate, like totalitarian corporate technocracy? Like, is it just, is that a leftist thing? The idea of like governing with corporatism? No, no, no. Corporatism could be left or right. Uh, There's this kind of like the interesting thing about the fascists and uh, uh, I should know the Nazis is a better, a better way to put it is that it was a pseudo market system. But there was an ideological capture as opposed to communism where you had state capture. So with the communists in Russia, they're basically like, you will do as you are told you report to us. With the Nazis, they were like, how come you aren't producing steel for our effort? You're not a traitor, are you? And then, they're, no, 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 I'll, I'll do it. And it was more like with the Nazis, it was cancel culture. It was fear that you'd be shunned, ostracized or worse as time progressed. And so everyone just fell in line. Because, I mean, Kristallnacht, for instance, like just mass rampage of destruction of, and targeting of people. There, it was fear that you'd be targeted, too, if you fell out of line. With the communists, they wore uniforms, marched to your house, and shot you in the face. You know what I mean? So they were, like, right there telling you what they were doing. And I, I will state this, too, with a caveat. I read one academic paper on it talking about the economic structure of Nazism and how it, per, uh, was, how it permeated through Germany. So it's probably mo- much more nuanced than that. <laughs> The Nazis had like no, I mean, they, they masked like a great revival of their economy basically by building tanks and they were telling everyone they were building cars and then they were like, we have no way to make profit on what we're doing, but we're amassing resources to build, 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 build. Cause their whole plan was just to conquer foreign land and then repay their debts through, through riches, you know, conquered. It was just a mess of a mess of an economy and it looked so good on paper. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about Vladimir Putin. So we have a bunch of stories to break down. The interview Tucker Carlson uh, had with Vladimir Putin is officially up on TuckerCarlson.com. It is a must, must watch. There, there, are some, there are some dry points, I must admit. The first half an hour is a history lesson. I literally fell asleep. Forgive me, but I'm like, I'm falling asleep. Listen, it's like 1826, the, Rus- the state of Rus and the, the baptism. And I'm just like, this is okay. Tucker actually caveats the interview in the beginning saying... We thought he was pattering for time, but there was no time limit to the interview. So he's like, I genuinely believe Putin was expressing his statement that there is a historical claim to Ukraine we have. And I agree with Tucker. And I, I don't see why anyone in the U.S., anyone in the, in the West, even the government would take a different view than Tucker did. Putin is explaining that historically Ukraine is theirs. That's basically what he's saying. And that shows motivation for, for this conflict. But one of the biggest issues that we, we had uh, mentioned leading up to this interview was whether or not Tucker Carlson would ask about Evan Gershkovich, the Wall Street Journal reporter who has been in jail for, over a, for, for just about a year. Turns out Tucker Carlson not only did ask Putin about this journalist, but actually requested that Putin release him into his custody as a sign of good faith to return home. Bravo, Tucker Carlson. Wow. And Putin made the biggest mistake of the night. He said no. He did say a deal could be could be could be made. Interestingly, he went on to say that this this 30, I believe he's 32. 
Yeah, he no, was no. caught red-handed with classified information, and he was under the direction of U.S. agencies. He may be a journalist, but we know who's really pulling the strings. And he was seeking secret government information, confidential classified information, which basically makes him a spy. Now, I'll just say this. The big narrative leading up to this interview was that was that Tucker Carlson was a mouthpiece for Vladimir Putin and that Vladimir Putin was going to lie, propagandize to justify his invasion of Ukraine and not to believe him. The fear was that Tucker Carlson was giving a platform to a war criminal. Imagine how bad it would have been for the Western media and the press when they were forced to report Tucker Carlson returns home with Evan Gershkovich saving his life from Russian jail. Vladimir Putin agrees in a good faith effort and returns the American journalist home. Tucker Carlson would have taken the headlines across the board. The interview would would become the biggest, bigger than it already is. And it would put everything Putin says on a pedestal. But Putin made that mistake. And he said, hey, you know, what do I get out of it? We'll think about it. Putin should have just said, absolutely, Mr. Carlson. I want you, because then when Tucker Carlson's plane landed, every news outlet in the country would have a reporter waiting at the airport. There would be 10,000 cameras. Tucker, 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 what happened? Evan, what's going on? And everything then said in the interview would be 1,000 fold. Wow. I think Putin's a straight up extremely cynical political actor, however. And if he was able to get uh, for Brittany Griner, he traded Victor Bout for that. Um, that was I'm reading it was only in December uh, 2022. So Putin knows he could get a lot for this journalist. And I think he knows and we're going to be seeing more of this around the world. Um, China is going to be doing more of this or has been doing a lot of this, too. We're going to be seeing a lot see a lot of this happening in Iran, too. But kidnapping and then these rogue, cynical political regimes trying to exchange those for political prisoners that are serving in the U.S. who are actual criminals. I don't believe this Wall Street Journal, um, Evan Gershkovich, um, He's only, uh, I think, 32, is any sort of spy. Journalism is illegal in um, Russia. So um, uh, I think I need to commend Tucker Carlson for even asking about this, though. Um, I need to give him credit, especially with all the hype surrounding this interview and leading up to it. Um, I don't know. I, I, so again, at, right after commending Tucker, I do have to say, though, when he did interview Kanye, he did cut out certain portions. I don't know if this is the full mm. interview that he did conduct. I don't know if in the next couple of weeks we're going to see a leak of other footage go down. But I wasn't able to see all of it. But from what I saw, um, I think Tucker did a, a relatively fair job. Did he? Uh, he didn't bring up Snowden at all, did he? No, no, I don't think I so. Don't think so. That's kind of been under the radar, Snowden over in Russia. Also, uh, what's her name that accused Joe Biden of sexual assault? Tara Reid. Tara, Tara Reid. Reid. She's in Russia. But yeah, I don't want to derail away from. She fled to Russia. Yeah, she's there now. She just did an interview with uh, God. Who was it? Was it Ivory Hacker? Did an interview with somebody. I, I'm. I can't I, believe Putin didn't just say yeah. Yeah, that would have been truly epic, and I don't think he had considered that. Well, he I could get so much for it. He's he got Victor Bout. No, but but I, I understand will, what you're saying. That's you want true. Plus he got 15 the, goodwill. He got you know? the Merchant of Death for a WNBA player. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. But just think about. I mean, in this interview, which will and we'll get into this in greater detail, he said that he approached Bill Clinton about joining NATO, and that Clinton said, "Yeah, actually, yes." But then later that night, came back and said, "You know what? We talked about it. No, it's not going to happen." The there were there were key narrative points. Putin clearly wants to be heard. Unless, you know, to be honest, maybe he does not care at all one way or another what the American people think. I'd, I'd imagine that as the president of a country that is currently at war with the West, he would want to propagandize the West as much as possible 
to shatter sentiment, any favor towards uh, funding and supporting Ukraine, which is actually just NATO war efforts. And that's how you do it. What value do you get from some Wall Street Journal guys is one dude, but you could amplify the power of that interview. So, you know, I, I think ultimately for, for the United States, it's a good thing Putin misstepped here and didn't do these things. When it comes to the propaganda, he did say in the war of propaganda, it is very hard to defeat the United States. They control all the media. Like he knows what he's up against. And I also think when it comes to the Wall Street Journal journalists, he yeah, probably doesn't want to show like weakness. You probably see it as weakness to give into an interview and say like, I'll release someone just because Tucker Carlson asked. Oh, I disagree. You think so? Strength. You think it's strength for him to be like, oh, okay, yeah. since Tucker brought it up, it'll be good. It'll, it'll look good for me publicly to release someone instead of doing on his own volition. Absolutely. If he's like the mm. good faith of you say, coming Tucker, here is enough is all I You have need. come to me to allow me to speak to you and those who follow you to share the views that we have knowing that our countries do not agree. For your efforts, I will release to you Evan Gershkovich. And- I'm telling you, like every journalist would have 10 photographers waiting at the airport as the plane is landing. All the cameras are going to be filming it from every possible angle. It right. would have been the biggest story in the world. Right. To be fair, it probably already is the biggest story, but it would have been substantially larger. Yeah. And it and it's I, I imagine the worst thing for the West that Tucker Carlson not only shared Putin's narrative, but that Putin showed to be amicable. Imagine coming back and saying, and Tucker saying, they are lying to you about the position of Vladimir Putin and why he's at war in Ukraine. They are lying to you about who he is. He has even, as a sign of good faith, released to us this reporter. Putin's bad at what he does. I mean, he's really good at a lot of things he does, but this was his massive opportunity. I, I, I'm surprised he didn't say yes. The backlash to the interview, though, is like, did no one watch the Oliver Stone stuff? Uh, yeah, it didn't not. happen that long ago. And like, you get the same feeling he's a he's a charming intelligent guy whether you like him or not like he's good at interviews i think he rehashed too that he is a russian irredentist and i know it's cliche to say at this point but he does believe that the collapse of the soviet union was the biggest like geopolitical strategy and he was a part you, you of the failure failure right. and, and one of the well it depends on who you ask um so i do think he's still cynically thinking about these things he wants as much of ukraine as he's going to be able to take and if there is a ceasefire in ukraine i'm sure down the line he'll be interested in taking another bite of it and if there's any part of nato that collapsed with estonia and latvia um I'm sure he'd want to take a chunk of those too, because again, he sees those as a part of Russia, mm -hmm. um, all of the former USSR. So uh, it, it's bad and dangerous. And I, and I think we need to be more clear eyed about the threat he poses. But I can also give you one very, very obvious, reasonable reason why he did not release this person. It's very easy for us on the surface to say, look at the political PR opportunity. The other reality is that Evan Gershkovich actually has very serious classified information in his brain. Oh, that's true. That simply by speaking to the CIA would compromise the security position of Russia, so he will never be released. Yeah, I see. It is possible, I think, for a journalist to be over there and be a spy. We know they're spies. We've been infiltrated over here for years, you know? It's definitely possible. I don't think I they mean, have it's, it's, free speech and a free media in Russia, though. But it, but it's the... It's, large. It's the, you know, it's the subliminal, the liminal, and the superliminal, right? The subliminal, uh, the superliminal being like an American reporter working in Moscow, just quite literally reporting whatever is going on making sure that information comes to the American public. That's the, the that's the on, in, in your face. Then you have people who like maybe at one point worked for an, an industry or whatever, and they're over there and they learn things and they post on social media. But the subliminal is like under the surface, one way or another, reporting to a U.S. agency to deliver information. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we have like uh, Xinhua or RT or Sputnik, these are just regular journalists. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, to, to be fair, like Xinhua, they're reporting to the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> yeah. So like, there's no really, you know, there are the spies, but their work is above board. It's super liminal. It's like they're quite literally saying, whatever you tell me, I'm going to share with China and the Chinese Communist Party. But we do have spies probably sneaking across the southern border right now for China. And uh, we know it's happening. So for this to happen, I, I got to be honest, when they announced something like a reporter got arrested, my immediate thought is not, oh, no, they've they've arrested an innocent journalist. They must be evil. My immediate thought is like, interesting. I need to hear more about this because innocent until proven guilty. I, I don't I don't trust Vladimir Putin. But at the same time, I don't see him creating this kind of problem and PR problem unless it unless it means something. Yeah. The the arrest of Gershkovich uh, uh, means that people in the United States are going to be aggressive towards Russia. And he knows that. So there's 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 a reason. And uh, I'll say it again. You know, on the surface, I'm saying it was an opportunity to release him. I wonder if Gershkovich actually learned something so serious that he cannot be allowed to speak to uh, to the Americans hmm. or to the West in general. That would be crazy. I mean, I, I, probably. I like the part where Putin says, uh, Tucker asks who blew up the Nord Stream. And Putin goes, you did. He goes, Tucker goes, I was busy that day. <laughs> <laughs> and then Putin says, the CIA didn't have an alibi. CIA? CIA, yeah. CIA didn't have an alibi. Who else could sink to the bottom of the Baltic Sea? This is, uh, this is an interesting one. This is from the same interview. Putin slams U.S. and Bill Clinton for deceiving Russia over NATO membership as he trashes Biden, praises Trump, and warns there no, there's no stopping his supersonic missile system. This is interesting. Putin says that Bill Clinton offered Russia a place in NATO, but was overruled by his staff. So basically what happens is Putin was like, look, in the 90s, I meet with Bill Clinton and there's pictures of it. Tucker posts a picture. He includes pictures in the interview. And I said, look, if Russia wants to join NATO, would that be possible? And Bill Clinton said, I think so. Yeah. And then comes back later that night for dinner or whatever. I think that's what he said. And Clinton says, you know, we talked about it. It's not going to happen. Putin said the reason was the U.S. applies pressure on all the NATO member states and they vote the way the U.S. wants. Having some, a, a nation as powerful as Russia, as large, would mean that U.S. influence would be compromised to a certain degree within NATO. I'll say outright, that is Vladimir Putin's propaganda. On this, look, I'll tell you, first and foremost, obviously the U.S. exerts the most influence over NATO, especially when we're footing all the bills. But also, his reason for why he got kicked out of the club, I'm not going to take it at 100%. I think there's some truth to it, but he's giving you the I'm always the good guy narrative. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the Nord Stream stuff, did you see the, this was a while back, but the New York Times had a headline that was like, it's better that we don't get we the don't truth. Know. Yeah, it's better that we don't know. That that headline was the creepiest one. It's New York Times. Um, oh, you're looking for the recent stuff. Yeah. But it's just bizarre. I mean, Biden just point blank said that we did it, basically. He told Tucker Carlson, Ukraine war can be over in a few weeks. Also, there's no stopping Elon Musk. Very interesting. Oh. Yeah, the 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 the, the Ukraine war stuff with Putin is exactly what everyone already heard. And I, I got to be honest, I was saying this. I don't think we're going to hear things from Putin that we haven't already heard. There were a few things. But even Putin said several times, these are not new statements. What happened with Ukraine? Very obvious. Putin said, we never agreed to allow NATO to expand against our borders. They started doing it anyway. We kept saying, please stop, please stop. They kept doing it. 
They kept building base, building bases, and we said, please stop. And they said, don't worry, it will. And they kept doing it anyway. And then he said the CIA staged a coup in, in Ukraine with Yanukovych, which led them to the position they're in now. And it was, uh, it was interesting. He said what happened was, this is, this is why they don't want you to hear this interview. This is why they didn't want Tucker to do it. Ukraine was in a free trade agreement with Russia that allowed open border customs. They could ship goods in and out. When NATO and the EU began knocking on the door of Ukraine, Russia said, this will flood our market. If Ukraine gets similar access into Europe, all of that labor and products and, and services will enter Ukraine. And then with an open border on our side for open customs border, we then have to deal with a flood to our market. So we told them, if you do this, we close our border. Yanukovych, the time president of Ukraine, had to make a decision. How much money is to be gained or lost due to these agreements? And uh, we've actually talked about this quite a bit because I was, I, was, I was in Ukraine when this was all going down, when the Maidan protests erupted. And the issue was that Yanukovych was trying to figure out whose side to take. Russia was making them an offer. European Union was making, make, making them an offer. In these big cities like Kiev and closer to the West, they were very EU favor, like they wanted to be in the EU. Because access to the EU not only meant more money, but it meant eventually Schengen zone, which is free travel. Hmm. A Ukrainian could then do what many people in Poland were doing, go to the UK and get a job. And all of a sudden you're making more money. Bad for people in, in, uh, in the UK. You didn't like what, what was going on with this. But a lot of people from Eastern Europe would move to Western Europe where the economy was better. So Yanukovych had to make the decision. And uh, when he didn't look, didn't look like he was going to make the right decision, Vladimir Putin's making the accusation. The CIA staged a coup to oust him. People stormed his house, his mansion, started going through his belongings. Like there were vice journalists walking through his house. Totally crazy. He fled to he fled to Russia over this. He says that was it. Like they staged a coup and now here we are. And then one thing led to another. The U.S. says they're going to support the opposition against him. And he's like, why? That means we're going to build missiles in opposition to you. And then he's like, we've got, you know, the best missiles and you can't stop us. And, and here we are. I will say, though, for what purpose? Maybe Eli wants to chime in on this one. Is the U.S. involved? And at this point, it is, I would say, 100% confirmed beyond a reasonable doubt to any sane human being, the United States is at war with Russia. For what purpose should we be engaged in this? I mean, I'm not saying you do have an opinion on it. I'm curious your thoughts. Though. I don't like to call it. Uh, I don't like to say that we're at war with Russia because we don't have boots on the ground um, fighting Russians, except there have been reports that there are some special forces. But I still think that those are relatively ambiguous. But on paper, we're supposed to not have troops on the ground in Ukraine right now. Right now, we are just arming the Ukrainians to be able to fight back against the Russians that invaded them. The argument to continue supporting the Ukrainians is that if Ukraine falls, um, Putin will continue trying to push westward as the Russians have been doing for centuries, and they'll eventually brush up against a NATO ally of ours. And if they do that, that could trick. Uh, no, brush up um, and be ambitious enough to try to invade one of our NATO allies. More borderland with Russia allows for more uh, risk of that conflict well, but, escalating. But like NATO that. did that. NATO uh, inducting Eastern European uh, states into NATO put NATO on Russia's border. I think it's like, a, yes, in some areas. It's also like a chicken before the egg problem because Russia says that, hey, this is what's triggering us and uh, heightening tensions between us. But these countries want to join because Russia is aggressive towards them. Um, so like a, a chicken before the egg thing. I do think if Estonia, if, 
if the United States loses the political will to continue having to, to continue having NATO be a thing, if NATO ever dissolved, there's no reason for Putin not to continue to push wet, westward. Definitely Latvia, Estonia, um, and as far as you could get Why? back into World War II, because he's a Russian irredentist, because he believes that all those countries are a part of Russia, like that just I, yep. to say he believes yeah, Ukraine is, and he, yep. and you know, within his lifetime, within Putin's lifetime, those things were true, that the, this was a part of the USSR. Yeah. That's, so. that, that's, that's a great point, actually, because Putin literally opens the interview by saying, historically, and this is a fact, Kiev was the capital of Russia. And then after he, he he breaks down in the first half an hour of the Tucker interview, how the states broke apart and this resulted in the, the states of like Rus or whatever he said, coalescing around Moscow, this, th thus the capital moved. And it Tucker even says right in the beginning. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Getting. Putin's position seems to be there is a historical claim to Ukraine as a part of Russia. Yeah. And if I, that's true for Ukraine, I agree. Why would not it be true for the other uh, it's, Eastern I European states? I think we liberated um, those countries um, during, I mean, during the World War II. And then um, by forcing the dissolution of the Soviet Union, we were able to liberate the Eastern European countries from communism. And I think that's something we should be proud of. I'm curious what everyone thinks about this. For me, that hour, maybe 40 minutes of a long build through history that Putin gives, for me, leads up to this like denazification thing he talks about. And uh, is that something we buy? Does you think he really believes in that? Do you buy that in good faith when he says he's denazifying Ukraine? Do you like? I don't. I don't know. Yes. I know there's Azov that we got to worry about. There's clearly something going on. And, and we also know he brings up the Canadian parliament applauding the Nazi uh, with, with Zelensky. I say yes, but yeah. when I when I buy uh, a dilapidated old house and then t and someone says, why are you buying it? Well, I got to get rid of the roaches that are inside of it. Is that the real reason that I bought the house? No. Right. Do I really want to get rid of the roaches? Yes. But the real reason about the house is to clean it up, mm -hmm. take it over, make a profit. And the reason I'm getting the roaches is to that benefit. Yeah. So, of course, he wants to get rid of the Nazis and the Azov and those who have held those views because they, Soviets fought the Nazis. They were their enemies. Yeah. But it's just like, you know, it's he wants primary. the house. It's right. dangerous, yeah. too, because there's no limiting principle because I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing about the Finnish Nazis and the Nazis in Estonia oh. and the, the <laughs> Nazis in Latvia. Yeah. What about the Nazis here? That's when my, my, the, <laughs> the, the crazy side of my brain when I hear Putin say that. I'm like, and then you asking a lot about why are we at war with them? I'm like, well, Operation Paperclip, because we got Nazis in the government still who want to fight uh, Russia and, yeah. take, and take it back, you know? But cue you know, the, maybe uh, that's crazy. Cue the cutscene five years later, and it's like a bunch of a bunch of Russian ships soaring to the the shores of California and Florida, and we're like, oh no, it happened! Yeah, right? Holo why, did, why didn't we believe Joe Biden? <laughs> Hologram Hitler standing on the shore. <laughs> and this is all a huge issue. And I mean, maybe we go back to Joe Biden, but I think <laughs> the Americans really deserve competent leadership up top, uh, one way or another. I know we disagree geopolitically, but we deserve somebody who at least seems like they are actively making the decision with some sort of direction in mind. Mm -hmm. um, we're not only having conflicts right now in Russia, Ukraine's taking the backseat, but uh, we just drone striked uh, 
Hezbollah's branch in Iraq. We just killed some militia leaders there. We had three mm-hmm. of our service people killed in Jordan not too long ago. Also, um, I believe two of our special forces were killed somewhere in the Red Sea on a mission to try to prevent more arms going to Yemen from um, Iran. So, You said a word I don't really understand. What is competence? How, how does that work? Is that something that the government can do? Is that can instill in people? Yeah, I mean, like if you put a, a smart sounding individual in front of me instead of Joe Biden, who just seems like <laughs> a, like kind of blabbering and ridiculous. But I hate to say a, a Ron DeSantis like figure. Uh, that's no endorsement. I don't particularly like him. But Ron DeSantis generally sounds like he knows what no. he's talking about. He sounds like he has some direction only after, more than only Joe before Biden and after running for president. That's right. Not during. <laughs> not during yeah, his yeah, I, 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 I honestly, I can't think of um, a worse I, example. No, no. Like person? DeSantis oh. is better than Biden, obviously. But in terms of a good salesman in government who actually can pitch something and make it sound believable, Obama was that. And right yeah. now, I don't know. I couldn't. I don't know if I can name somebody. Is there is there someone in politics who could really convince you of something? Well, Vivek could. If That's he's, true. He's honest about Vivek stuff, could at least. convince me of one thing that he's a cynical politician trying to sell me something. Like, yeah. In my opinion, no, in my no, I agree like, with you, dude. I agree like, with he you. Is, he'll hear something that's popular. In my opinion, I, I as I interpret it, um, whenever wind uh, direction he sees the political winds blowing, he'll hop right on board. And what triggered me the most about that was this January sixth flip flop. Yes. Um, but dude, uh, I'm with you. I think that. we need to be more cautious about very cynical political actors. I don't know if it was a full flip-flop, though. I mean, I think it's possible on January 6th to see that it was kind of like not a cool scene, but also not think that it was an insurrection. Like it's but possible cried. to have both of but those. He cried about it. I, I think <laughs> I don't. I don't. Really I don't cried? believe it. I don't trust him. I really don't. Mm. I think he says a lot of things I really agree with. Uh, so I because I you watch want to hear them because he so wants cynical. to win you over. And I'm yeah. cynical, but like, yeah, I don't think they got. If he runs again, if he doesn't do like a Rumble podcast deal, he won't be the same Vivek in 28 that I think he is. Right I think now. he had a good opportunity to run as like the Trump number two while Trump was. Yeah. Uh, you we, know. We need a competent leader that's going to be honest with people and be like, we're creating a new world order, this liberal economic order. The time is done of American dominance, military dominance. We're creating something new. So let's get on board. The U.S. Constitution is legit and we're going to force this thing on the world. That's, that's part of our bargain of yes, we'll go so along we're not peacefully. Gonna be strong, but we'll be extra strong. Yeah, we're you gonna, will be free. We're gonna around. we're gonna peacefully allow for this transfer to a new global All ordinance, right. but we're gonna make sure that free speech is at the center. No, I want to I want to I want to jump to the next story, but I do got to give a shout out to this one segment Cassandra McDonald posted. Uh, LMAO Putin yeah. called out Tucker Carlson for wanting to join the CIA. Let, let's play it. So good. Opposition committed a coup in Kiev. What is that supposed to mean? Who do you think you are? I wanted to ask the then US leadership. With the backing of whom? With the backing of CIA, of course. The organization you wanted to join back in the day, as I understand. <laughs> we should thank God they didn't let you in. <laughs> <laughs> it's that, it's that choppy because surprise. it was actually sped up and then slowed down. Was Tucker looking at going to the CIA? Joining the yeah, CIA? Yes. Look, I like it is a serious organization. I understand. My former vis-a-vis in the sense that I served in the first main directorate. So you yeah, he was KGB. Yeah, I like that he's part. Talking about. He's trying yeah. to be very, very good. And and shout out to Tucker Carlson for keeping that in there. And, and you know, is there any moment. other coverage of that, or is he kind of like exposing that? That he wanted to be in the CIA. Yeah, I think that's everybody right. knows. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But let's let's jump to this. This is big news today. The Supreme Court heard oral arguments over the issue of Donald Trump being removed from the ballot on the, under under the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three. 
Did you guys listen to the oral arguments? Uh, not all of it, but like half, yeah. Holy crap. The Democrat lawyer was getting spanked by all of them. Mm. And many are suggesting it was so bad, it might be a unanimous Supreme Court ruling. No, you can't remove Donald Trump. What the are you thinking? Wow. It was wild hearing Katanji Brown be like, I mean, she's the leftist woke justice. And she was like, it doesn't say president. It, it's not in there. And, and he's like, and she's getting angry. And he's like, but we think the president's office. And she's like, the president appoints officers. It's not in there. Gorsuch said, the president commissions all officers. It's in the Constitution. How is he an officer himself? He didn't appoint himself. Yo, it was it was absolutely wild. And uh, basically, they, uh, it, 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 it broke down amazingly. Let, let me actually just read, uh, give you some context from the AP, and then we'll talk a bit about it. They said, the Supreme Court seems poised to reject attempts to kick off Donald Trump. A definitive, definitive ruling for Trump, the leading Republican candidate for president, would largely end efforts in Colorado, Maine, and elsewhere to prevent his name from appearing on the ballot. The justices could act quickly, possibly by Super Tuesday. Conservative and liberal justices alike questioned during arguments to uh, Thursday whether Trump can be disqualified from being president again because of, because of his efforts to undo the 2020 election. Their main concern was whether Congress must act before states can invoke a constitutional provision that was adopted after the Civil War to prevent former officeholders who engaged in insurrection from holding office again. There also were questions about whether the president is covered by the provision. Now, here's what's interesting. There's a lot of things that were brought up in this hearing the arguments that I didn't know. So uh, under the United States is a statement in the 14th Amendment that, you know, you can't hold office under the United States or something like that. And Trump's lawyers argued the presidency is not an office under the United States or an officer under the United States. Senators are officers of the Senate. And the reason why that matters is because the impeachment clause and the emoluments clause, that if the Supreme Court were to determine that the presidency was covered by this, it would also mean the president is able to enrich himself through the office of the presidency being exempt from the emoluments clause. So he so the lawyer was like, you need to understand what this statement means. And your ruling pertains to many other areas of the Constitution. So more importantly, the uh, president is not covered in the 14th Amendment and one thing Trump's lawyer said was, don't you think they would have explicitly put the president in there if they thought it was the most pressing office to bar for an insurrectionist? I think uh, my argument as to why the, the framers of the 14th did not do that is really simple. The reason why you can't be a senator or congressman or, or hold any other officer or be an appointed officer is because the other states, the, the North, did not have say in those appointments or positions or elections. So if you are South Carolina, Civil War ends. Then South Carolina says, okay, this guy was an insurrectionist who fought against the United States. Let's send him to DC. The North says, no, 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 wait, 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 hold on, hold on. No, no, no. We say no to that. But we can't vote on that. So we're laying it out in an amendment to the Constitution to outright say, don't do that because we have no say. Now, as for the presidency, well, we get to vote on that. So we don't need to lock out someone from being president because we can choose through a demo, through the Electoral College and through our system whether or not the president will be an insurrectionist. In fact, the 14th Amendment actually says Congress can, by two-thirds vote, override this restriction. So it's actually really simple. If New York gets a, vo a vote in who is being sent to the federal government, then they're fine with it. If they don't, you are barred. Therefore, it's actually really simple. The other issue, oh man, this was wild. Gorsuch was just steamrolling the Democrats. It, it was a spanking, dude. It was an absolute spanking. This guy was like, when you when the, as soon as an office holder commits insurrection, they are instantly disqualified. And so he's like, OK, 
What would compel then a lesser officer of the United States to follow the orders of this person? He had no answer, none, none whatsoever. Imagine what that means. He was, the Democrats are arguing that on January 6th, Donald Trump waged insurrection against the United States and for the next 14 days should not have been president and no one should have followed his orders. So what would happen in a circumstance where their view would be upheld? Someone goes, uh, it was, this was actually asked, uh, I think Alito may have asked this. So when Joe Biden released the funds to Iran, he waged insurrection against the United States and now nobody should follow his orders ever again. That's what they're saying. The, if the Democrats have their way, it is instant civil war. Oh, civil war. No, no, no. But I, but I mean it. The idea would be the moment any actor in the government believes within their own person that a president engaged in an insurrection against the United States, they are duty bound constitutionally to defy all orders, legal or otherwise, because they have disqualified themselves from office. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard. That's the Democrat position on why Trump should be removed. And the justices were like, are you insane? And not literally saying that, but Gorsuch was just like, if you don't have an answer, that's fine. And the guy was muttering and didn't have anything to say to it. Yeah. I'm no legal expert, so I won't speak to the legalese involved here, but the strategy among some Democrats to try to disqualify Trump uh, through legal means uh, might actually be a threat to democracy. And if Trump supporters were as threatening and violent as they often imply, that I think this would be a more dangerous trigger moment for somebody who is leading, um, is the presumptive Republican nominee, former president at this point, just something extremely dangerous over something as ambiguous as trying to call what happened on January 6th, uh, an insurrection, completely outrageous, uh, dangerous, and I mean, I hate to adopt their language, but an actual threat to democracy as people in our country understand. That was it. the one thing I was worried about while I was listening to, I think it was about an hour in, I was like, uh, are we not going to talk about what insurrection means? Are we not going to define that word? They're calling out other words. I'm like, because I'm like the death of language, right? Yeah. They're, we're all just going to adopt insurrection now in this argument. But then at a certain point, I think it was after an hour, they were like, well, uh, insurrection is an organized violent effort. Yeah. And then it might have been Jackson who was like, well, this a chaotic one could also do it. Maybe it was someone else. But And then he goes, it's a riot. It's a riot, right. Oh, so you, they did you, break it down a little bit. I'm, I'm done playing this game. You are mentally deficient if you think January 6th was an insurrection. Insurrection referred to civil war, taking up arms, standing on a borderline and shooting at union officers. Mm -hmm. OK, they're not talking about a bunch of unarmed people knocking over barricades and breaking windows. Right. That's just it's just I'm, I'm, I'm done with the with the manipulation. I, I remember everyone, you know, in, in the immediate aftermath of uh, J6 happening, saying, well, he Trump used the word fight. I'm like, so is every other president or, or candidate ever. You know, I thought of Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena. He talks about having blood in your face when doing politics. You know, it's like yeah. people use these words. You're just using it as, you know, evidence of your narrative. The, trying to, to be yeah, the fear mongering of trying to dress this up as something that it wasn't um, is evident. There was none of the actual political machinery of some sort of coup or insurrection happening in the background. We actually spoke to the acting secretary of defense on this show. I think it was a little bit over a year ago, who said, obviously, none of that was happening in the background. All of these people would have been necessary to do any sort of coup. Obviously, none of that happened. None of his cabinet was on board. Mike Pence didn't try to pull anything. Right. Um, although Trump might have tried to get him to, uh, Pence didn't. Right. There was no other electors find, found in Georgia or what have you. So... <laughs> Yeah. Well, now that we're talking about actual civil war, should we bring up our uh, our seventh <laughs> guest? Oh yeah, yeah. The flag. oh yeah. Should I bring it over? Dude. Sure, I guess. This thing's gonna blow seventh your mind. Civil war flag, or is it? It's over there. 
Yeah. We have an actual Civil War flag. It is gigantic, too. Don't drop it on Bocas. Look at this. Yeah. Bocas is sleeping on the bubble wrap. Bill Ottman. I like that through. it's in a coffin. Yeah. Laid yeah. to rest. That's a good metaphor back. for, the, for the country so, right now. Yeah, it's, it's in the shot as much as we can as much as we can get it right now. So this is uh this is an actual flag, 13 star US naval flag used in the Civil War in battle. Um so this is from Terence and Sabina um Dukat, who are investors in Scanner. And so this is a 13 US 13 star US naval flag for the Brig Rival, likely an English blockade runner captured during the Civil War. So it was on a ship. Wow. Um and, and what's the value of it? A lot. I, I, I a don't lot. know if we need to say a number, but it, it, <laughs> it's, it, like, it's it, a it, historical it's, relic. Yeah. I mean, you can. So can I wear it? <laughs> Technically. We're going to have to mount it and hopefully we can get in the new it's, studio. It's shot to shit. It might be too big. It's, it might be, but maybe, yeah, we, can, maybe we can, maybe we can t have it vertical. It's because, uh, I think it would touch, it would touch five the ground. by 11. I want to do that. Five feet by 11 five feet. By 11. That's five not, by 11. Five by 11. Five by 11. That's not so bad. Yeah, it can't, it can't go vertical though, but 11 feet wide. Cause, um. Gotta make it happen. You could drip it from the wall. I, I yeah, think we, we could. could. No, no, no. Outside we, the. I wouldn't want. I want. It would, it would be great to be in the studio. Mm. Yeah. So professionally mounted. We, 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 do we gotta? We gotta frame it. No, uh, no. It, it just needs to be sewn onto a mounting fabric, and then it can be hung. I think we should frame it. Sure. I think we should. We That'd should give cool. it a glass case. Keep it safe. That would be better, probably. Non-reflective. Let's so let's it looks let's good let's, on let's see if we can figure out how to get a custom large glass frame. It's gonna be very expensive to make a five by eleven glass frame, but mm -hmm. absolutely must be done for something as incredible as this. Dude. Thank you, Terrence. And then we can have it in the new studio, incredible. mounted on the wall. You said it's been shot up too. This flag took it's, bullets. I mean, so yeah. check out the. Uh, I don't know if you can zoom in on that, Serge. No, no, we do not have that. But <laughs> it's can, riddled with bullet you, holes. You can see the bullet holes, or. Or, yeah. you know, I don't know yeah. necessarily that they're bullet holes. It has holes all throughout. 170-year-old flag. Focus. It's a beautiful flag. Shout out. <laughs> American well, flag. It smells good. It smells like probably the museum that it had been kept in. I'm not sure. But, I but, felt like a soldier driving down here. Dude, it's like, it's like falling. It's almost like falling apart when you touch it. But it's worth touching. Get your fingers on it before it gets framed no. if you haven't yet. I would not recommend touching Just it. Just finger it very lightly. Whoa. Oh, one, one little dip. Put your index finger on there and understand what respect they it. Through. Yeah, respect it. Treat it properly. Don't that's, finger the that's, flag. You know, don't finger the flag. Don't finger the flag, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. God, that thing's yeah. beautiful, man. It nice is amazing. Work. Who was it that that donated that? It's it's on loan uh, to Timcast uh, from Terrence Komen, who so, is investor of Scanner. Thank and also you, Mind's it, Terrence. Nice job. If they're if they're okay with us getting a custom made glass. Oh yeah, that's for what it. they would love. Okay, but then perfect. We'll do it. Maybe I we'll imagine little... that would be like. A hefty penny, but it, yeah, it'll we'll be a few K at least. Yeah, yeah, done, no question. And we could maybe get a little card that says like on loan from Terrence, and then like a link to their thing or something, sure. you know, whatever. That's really cool, man. That's amazing. Wow, that's things. Yeah. So, what was the Civil War about again? Why did we fight the Civil War? <sighs> Some dudes wanted like iron or something. Well, according to Nikki Haley, it was because states wanted their freedom, and the government was just not okay with that. What was the Civil War about? Was it money, cotton, <laughs> controlling the economics of the South? Uh, it was slavery. British, British Virginia trade. Depends on how you ask the question. Mm. Why was the Civil War fought? Is a very different question from what caused the Civil War. Mm. What caused the Civil War? Slavery, the expansion of slavery, and the contention between free states and slave states, which had resulted in 
Bleeding Kansas, widespread fighting that had uh, been happening predominantly in the Kansas Territory, but also in other parts of the country, and uh, ultimately led to an election where Abraham Lincoln didn't receive a single vote in seven, I believe, seven states. Or actually, I don't think he received a single vote in any of the states that eventually went on to secede. So I think it was 11. But uh, why did they fight? The South fought because they were invaded. Yeah. Oh, Shelby, yeah. They Shelby the Foote's my favorite Civil War writer. And uh, he said that the North thought they were fighting the Civil War and the South thought they were fighting the second like American Revolution. They called it the best War? book. Yeah. What, which book? Oh, gee, well, just I think it's called the Civil War. It's a okay. whole series that I think he spent maybe 20 years writing. Mm. Uh, some He wrote fiction about the Civil War and also nonfiction. And you should look up his interviews. He's I, no longer with us, but an amazing writer. I know they call it the War of Northern Aggression. Right. A lot of people in the South right. refer to it as well, the it's War like to, of Northern Aggression. In the Putin interview, he said that in Russia, they refer to World War II as a great patriotic war. Um, I think, okay. It feels a little bit different. Like, I don't want people in the South being taught that it's a war of Northern aggression because well, that's not. Well, what Shelby Foote meant was that there were people in the South who might have not had slaves and they just saw like marauders in their homes burning things down like uh, with the total war from Sherman. Yeah, but they, they were fighting for the right they for were people fighting to, to live. But they were fighting to survive uh, Sherman doing, you know, total war. But that's not saying everyone in the, in the South, but there were definitely people like I spent a year in Georgia where uh, Sherman kind of went through. And sometimes it wasn't Sherman. It was people pretending to be with Sherman to go maraud and take over farmland. And those I, people I, started fighting to I'd save like themselves. To, there's a lot of people in the chat who are saying it was a state's rights versus federal issue. I strongly recommend uh, you guys like read some academic papers and read the letters from many of the generals. I, I had a, a great time, went to uh, uh, Jackson's, I think I went to two of his houses. Mm. And one of, the, one of them was crazy. They had a musket in the kitchen. This is what I love about Second Amendment. They have a musket in the kitchen for shooting critters. So like anyone could just grab it off the wall, open the back door, and then wait for a rabbit or something or a beaver or who knows, and just right. bang, a gopher. And then you throw it in the stew. And That's you're right. just like, it came in my backyard, it is mine. Mm. And the gun was just there. But uh, yeah, we went to uh, their houses. I read, I read their letters, learned about their wives. And uh, certainly it is a very complicated issue with many different views. But uh, while the general view most people would give you is it was fought over slavery, it absolutely was not fought over slavery. It was caused by the issue of slavery, which like bleeding Kansas existed before there was a question of states rights. People were murdering each other in, in the Kansas territory. John Brown was blasting people in the face. You, uh, mm-hmm. Hans Christian had wasn't even an American and he came here to tra- as, an, as an abolitionist. Slavery uh, was was dissolving in other parts of the of the world as, a, as an institution. And so it could not be an issue of states rights when bleeding Kansas was happening seven years up to the le- was leading up to the Civil War. Some argue bleeding Kansas actually is the Civil War. And we just view the Civil War as like because it was when this when the government actually became actively involved. But bleeding Kansas gnarly seven years of, of bloody conflict and bloodshed abolitionists and pro-slavery forces were fighting in various territories over whether or not they would be slave states or free states. The slaveholding states believed that with Abraham Lincoln's election, he would not only stop the expansion of slavery, he would get rid of it. And I believe Lincoln's position was, no, no, you can, you can keep it. We just won't have it in any new territories. So they were just like, nah, we're not going anywhere near anybody who opposes this. There were four candidates running. One guy, I love this. He was just like, I'm not going to talk about slavery at all. And so nobody cared for him. One guy was like, more slavery. One guy was like, uh, completely get rid of slavery. Abraham Lincoln was supposedly like the compromise uh, candidate where he was saying, you can keep it, but no more. As soon as he got elected, seven states said, this is it. We're going to secede before he even got inaugurated. The session started. And that's so what what ends up in the fighting over the Civil War is 
the North invaded the South. Yeah, this is, I, and I don't want to be an apologist for war, and I don't want to, but I just want to give nuance to both sides of that war. And I'm talking about Georgia in particular. With the Confederates, there were these were people who whose fathers were invaded by Britain, and their houses were burnt down, not necessarily slaveholders. Uh, and then they saw it as a second like American Revolution because then they were invaded by the, they saw the North as a as an invasion. But then you know there's people on the on the North in in Sherman's army during the March to the Sea, who you know weren't also angels. They were killing freed slaves uh, who were following them just because they didn't want to be followed anymore. So that's not and, to say and, every person who fought in the Confederacy owned slaves or... 5% of the U.S. population. Yeah, but they were fighting on behalf of a government who was fighting for the ability for you to still have them. I would yes. still say not which all. Is, and and, and in their know, constitution. Not all, yeah. But, so what, but yeah. how they interpreted it. Yeah. So although... They're defending the right to, you know, so not slave owners directly, but still defending that. However, right. and I'm sure they were propagandized in different ways. Yeah. No. To believe different things. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. No, uh, uh, almost no. And and and, and I read this in, in uh, I, I watched this in several documentaries, but I read this in a couple different academic papers. The idea is it's reasonable to assess that no Confederate soldier fought for the right to own slaves as none of them did. It was only a very small portion of wealthy plantation and factory owners who did the soldiers were not mobilized under the view that slavery must be defended they were mobilized under the view that union soldiers were rampaging through their state and threatening their families if it were the issue that the union did not invade not a, it is likely that they would not have been able to have mobilized a military military force to fight the union because the the, the average young man at the time was not going to go to war to defend some rich guy's slaves. Yeah. Well, the South, if the South doesn't secede, then the North doesn't invade. And we wouldn't let any part of the country in secede right now. Right. You, you but, know, but so this is my point. The, the, the fighting of the war was over for the North, the secession of the South and whether they had the right to do it. So fair point to those saying it was states' rights to secede versus mm -hmm. the federal, versus the Union. But that is why the North was fighting. You have no right to secede. You, Ulysses S. Grant said, you have a right to try. But if you lose, we, we own you, basically. And um, it's a brilliant assessment of the issue pertaining to the revolution and how we won and the civil war and how they lost. He basically was, was, he was basically saying the Americans, the colonists at the time, this is 80 years prior. So not even that long for them. It's kind of wild, right? He's like, they decided they shouldn't be ruled by the crown. They fought. They won. Congratulations. The Confederates feel like they shouldn't be a part of the union anymore. They fought. They lost. We own it. That's, that's who you're being ruled by now. But so uh, I think it's important to break down this distinction because when everyone says, what was the cause of the Civil War? I think slavery is an absolutely fair assessment. Like this led to the great contention in politics. Why was the Civil War fought is an entirely different question. The Union demanded the right to the states. The Southern states said no. And why? Uh, and, and that's actually, I would say, why was there? Why did the Civil War begin is states rights versus uh, uh, the federal issue? And why was the war fought? And that is an invasion from the North, like plain, plain and simple. Uh, if, if the Union forces decided to let the South secede, there's no war. None. Secession is not war. So what started this? What started the war? 
the northern invasion. Like, I mean, there you go. They decided, like, you do not have right to secede. So, Mr. Ottman, it sort of begs the question, uh, did you bring this Union Jack flag to this former Confederate state? That is not state? a Union Jack. All right. Um, <laughs> the Union the Jack Union. is the British flag. What, it, what was the... Just the Union flag? The Yankee flag? Yankee, Yankee flag? This is the Yankee flag. Sorry. Yeah, did you bring this Yank flag to this former Confederate state just to mog on them a bit? I, I think West Virginia was the first state to leave the Confederacy. I could be wrong. I can well, look it up. So they were, it was taken. I believe that West Virginia is like statehood done dirty, man. That's right. Did you also know, Tidbit, uh, West Virginia's original proposed name was Kanawha. Oh, that's cool. Sounds yeah, like Native American. Kind of river, word. I believe it is, just like Illinois or um, Ohio. You know, right? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those words. Uh, I be, I believe, like uh, most of the Midwestern states are right. Yeah. What do you mean? Uh, done dirty. What do you mean? West Virginia was formed through a vote. Should we break away from Virginia and stay with the Union? It's really easy to win a loyalist vote when the young men are forced to go off and fight a war for Virginia oh, to man. defend the state. And once all of the men had left to fight in the war, those that remained voted to fracture off the state from Virginia and join the Union. Jeez. And when the young men returned after the war and were like, this is Virginia, the Supreme Court ruled, no, it's not. Virginia, uh, it's, it's actually um, a big Supreme Court uh, case that happened just after the Civil War. Virginia argued that the war is over. Virginia must be retained as whole. And they said, nope. So it's pretty wild to think. Virginia would have been huge. It was huge. It was I mean, massive. West Virginia's huge and Virginia huge on I'm on glad it own, happened. But, oh, me too. I mean, it's done dirty, but West Virginia's based and Virginia is not so it. based. I love it here. We need more states. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, need the more, more states. the merrier. I, I, it, it is fascinating to be here. Like, guys, if you come out here, you will you walk 10 feet and there's like a placard with a picture talking about the Civil War and what happened. Mm -hmm. We drive up the road like 10 miles and Antietam is right here. And the cannons are are there memorialized mm -hmm. and there's like a bunch of different plaques explaining what happened. Yep. Man, Dude, it's I, crazy. Gettysburg's know, 40 minutes away. I know a local mm. grave digger and he's always just what? like, yeah, I go to church <laughs> with him. And he's like, I found more Civil War bones. You know, he's always finding from, from the uh, I got, battlefield surgery. We got a Civil War bayonet. Oh, nice. And yeah. Shane, you're convinced on the ghosts. On the ghosts? Well, I think uh, landscapes can be haunted by mass trauma. Yeah. Yeah, they call that yeah. phantom DNA. Yeah, it's in there. <laughs> the it's photons there. bind to DNA, and then when the DNA is removed, the photons stay there for a while. I don't Continue. know about the photons, but think of all the blood spilt on this on this land. I mean, in all these towns near where we're at, they were all turned into hospitals to saw limbs off men, right? There's churches where like, yeah, the wood here is still stained from blood, Yo. you know? And what book wild? can we read about that? Oh, that's Inverted World Volume 2. Isn't it, isn't it wild that like, if they just knew to pour whiskey on some guys, like if they take, take the bullet out, pour water on it, and then pour whiskey into it, yep. you might be okay. Yeah. Like, Here's some leeches and some whiskey. Just but they would it. drink the whiskey while yeah. getting the amputation, be like, yep. bro, just clean it. They, oh. didn't, they didn't know, it's wild. Was wash it? your hands was what like 1907 or something yeah. people didn't wash their and that's like i love the story of when they were like discovering germs and the doctor's like perhaps you should wash it was because women were dying in childbirth or whatever mm -hmm. and he was like maybe if we wash our hands before that that's crazy what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> like and then they did and then like women started dying less i'm i was watching I, it might be the kings and generals youtube channel there's a few channels where they do like historical battle document nice and, and one of it's civil war like i don't i think it was 
No, no, it's like um, uh, like a map, and it'll show like the generals' faces as the troops move around on the map, and they'll tell you like from the south, Stonewall Jackson came in and split his troops off. General this guy and this guy, but Sherman or whoever, and it it became very real. Like things started to seem like they were my friends, and I was picturing them outside so running funny. through these hills, yep. and it's like it, just with bayonets. That's and, something I I walked away from that inverted world book that I wrote when I was in Georgia is like even those battles are so contested amongst historians. I saw two men almost get into a fist fight in a historic uh, like museum because they were disagreeing on whether or not uh, Confederates, and no, I'm sorry, uh, loyalists, this is a revolution, were on horses or not. And they got so mad and they couldn't even agree on that. And you look if, at all these documents, they don't even Dude, Gettys that. Gettysburg is awesome. Oh, it's I crazy. really recommend anybody ever get a chance because they got awesome food. They've got chocolate shops. They got souvenirs everywhere. You can buy cannonballs. There's so much like Civil War refuse still everywhere to be mm. found. Mm -hmm. It's kind of nuts. And then we, when we drove up there, because it's like seriously 40 minutes away, there's like just reenactors everywhere. Like you, every road you're driving down, there's like guys in 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 like costume. That's kind of weird. I don't understand why you'd want to do that, but I love the history. It's so, huge. You know. I, I mean, I grew up in West Point. I grew up around reenactors. It was Dude, just part I, of life. We went to. Um, it's, it's really crazy. I can't remember where we were. I think, were you with us when we went to that aquarium? Yeah. And we, we watched the uh, the, the yes. story of the ironclad? Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. North Carolina or something? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I don't remember exactly where it was, but they were talking. Yeah, I think it was North Carolina. Yeah. The ironclad and its invention was like insane. The Confederates were going house to house and, and, and confiscating farm tools to make iron for ironclads. Yeah. Because these ironclads were like basically indestructible steamships that could go up up river and down river and could deflect cannon fire so and gnarly. there's a crazy story where uh and, and the people listening might know the story better than me uh, we were watching this this video that was like you know show and there was like sounds and you can see the lights it was like it was an aquarium and uh they talked about it i guess it's like an artificial reef or something but anyway yep. this union guy as their their ship is approaching the ironclad and they're fighting it's having no effect he just like instructs them to keep firing and then runs up Someone didn't do it, and then he like pulls the cord or whatever to fire the cannon, and someone yells no. The cannonball hits the ironclad, bounces in the air, lands back on the ship, blowing him up, killing Whoa. him. Yeah, dude, the ironclads. That was amazing, Crazy. dude. War is nuts. Dude, uh, the Union was, uh, they call them Sherman neckties. You guys know about those? They were they, to stop the flow of you know food and, and ammo uh, on the railroads. They would burn the, the train tracks and then wrap them off the ground and around trees. Those were called Sherman neckties. Whoa, like they would take the, they would rip bend them the metal? After heating them up so much so they could then move them. Wow. You can, there's, I so think the trains would just go off and crash. Yeah, they, they couldn't, they would stop. Yeah. Like I dude, Sherman was just like a psychopath. Sherman was our first atom bomb. We sent yeah. him to the South to blow it up. And he yeah. didn't care. He didn't care. He killed freed slaves. He was, he was a nut. He was nuts. He was torching farms. He was just, it was, I think it was. It's not the first, but for like American history, it is the advent of scorched earth yes. policy. Yeah, and he learned it at West Point, where all the generals in the Civil War were. He was like, I'm going to show you how it's really done. William wow, Tecumseh dude. Sherman. William Tecumseh Sherman. They named the tank after him, the Sherman That's tank. Right. That's right. I, for the record, Jeez. that channel is called History Marsh, uh, M-A-R-C-H-E. The Sweet. video I was looking at was called Chancellorville. Sweet. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Chancellorsville. I've never been there before. Robert E. Lee's greatest battle. Mm. Robert E. Lee apparently was just a brilliant, brilliant guy fighting for his yep. home state of Virginia. Yep. Also went to West Point. He had was a, like a friends with a yeah. lot of the other generals oh, in the union. They were like knew each other and yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So, and they fought together in what the Mexican-American War. I yep. believe, yeah, yeah, they're all boys. I mean, Jefferson Davis went to West Point. All of them, uh, except for Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. Lincoln was just some outsider. He was a, he was a boxer in Illinois, right? Uh, boxer, lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, crazy. Tall, lanky guy. Yep. 
And then uh, he was not, he, he was a, a staunch racist. Yeah. Uh, everyone was. He wanted to send all black people back. To Liberia. <laughs> Is it, was it Liberia? Liberia, yeah. Pretty yep. sure that's what they did, right? That's there are many stories of, of brothers fighting against each other. Oh, yeah. 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 So it, was, it was so, but, but then this is the beautiful thing. I mean, West Point, they started the Association of Grads. I believe that's what it's called after the war to be like, all right, we all fought and killed, you know, each other, but let's get, let's be brothers again. And so like, it's a, it's a pretty amazing. So uh, Liberia, which is in West, uh, West Africa started in the 19th century between 1822 and 1861, 15,000 mm -hmm. freed and freeborn African-Americans along with 3,198 Afro-Caribbeans, relocated to Liberia, gradually developing an Americo-Liberian identity. Hmm. The settlers carried their culture and tradition with them. Liberia declared independence uh, July 26, 1847, which the U.S. did not recognize until 1862. But I, I believe they also had, like, um, Americanized, like, a, a constitution and, and policy and things like that. I think they had, like, a Southern culture, too, where they had slaves and slave owners, too, if I'm they not did. mistaken. They yeah, did. they, they did. had... They adopted what the plantation what system right. in the South yeah. and then just projected right. it on to their like new this, homes. We like this human slavery thing that's been going on for the since the beginning of time. No, it's... it's it's really effed up because um, it was really also all they knew. It was the only economic right. system they knew. It wow. was the, you know, they were former, they were emancipated slaves. And um, the I, you I, I don't know, they they did the evil that was done onto them, onto right. others. But, uh, but you know, you know, people yeah. need to understand, too. A lot of people don't realize this. The North was super racist. Yeah. Just yes. abject racism. And you know how it's really easy to understand? Segregation continued in all of these places until the end of the 50s yeah. or whatever, right. until the Civil Rights Act, even like 60s. 60s, yeah. So exactly. this idea that these abolitionists were like, we oppose racism is like, no, they were they were very racist. Well, I'm sure the John Brown types were not segregationists, but. You know what people also don't understand too? Like people really need to read this. Uh, there were slaves that got paid. The one, of the one of the things that happens is everybody sees these movies and these stories where it's a plantation where a guy's being beaten, which happened, is horrifying, is really bad, and it was a lot of slavery. But there were also slaves who worked in homes, there were slave to, slaves who worked in shops, and there were slaves who received pay. And there were slaves who bought their own freedom with the money that they earned working as a slave. And I think it's important that people understand the nuances and the context around a lot of this, because then you'll understand how it was possible you know, like I read about Frederick Douglass and I read about these other uh, uh, other freed slaves and it's like they bought their slavery or they bought their freedom. And I'm like, wait, what? And then I'm like, oh, interesting. The system was not the movie system people think it was. It is actually much more complicated and nuanced, albeit the whole thing, in my view, completely wrong. And I think uh, everyone's kind of realized that around the world, except for maybe North Africa. I mean, it goes to show how long it takes for ideology to change. I mean, and it's going to take, you know, another 50, 100 years for a lot of the modern inverted racism to go away. Like, it's really embedded. It takes well, the a Democrats long time. are putting, getting CPR to racism as hard as they can. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, but uh, time is more about motion and the ability for information to travel. So with the internet... Speeding up. Yeah, yeah data yeah, yeah, transfers yeah. so quickly that mm -hmm. it can metamorphize uh, ideologies rapidly. That's very true. For good or evil. It's a matter of making but people can, comfortable and manipulating it, it, them casually, I think. Mm -hmm. There say. are people who experience segregation still alive today. I don't know. That's yeah. that's yeah. wild. It's called Take, vaccine passports. But there, uh, I, I, Black and white I, segregation. I, I, uh, vaccine passport right. stuff was wrong, but black and, and white. I know. But I do think we may, 
I, I, actually, I'll say this. I, I don't know if we're tending towards an end of gender segregation. That's what the, the gender ideologues have pushed for using the same argument for uh, uh, that that was used against racial segregation. Mm. Considering, uh, you know, Shane Gill is hosting SNL this weekend. Certainly think the woke are losing, so I'm not so sure that will happen. But uh, a bunch of the left have made the argument that gender segregation is no different than racial segregation. And there's no argument for it, especially when the 1964 Civil Rights Act forbids discrimination on the basis of sex. So there was a case in California where uh, some guy sued the like women in computing club. He's like, a university had a club for women in computing. It's not fair. I should be allowed to join. You're discriminating against me. And the courts ruled there's a club that men can join. So it's not discriminatory. If there is a club you can join, they're not they're not saying you can't be in a club. This one's just for women. That one's for men. By the way, while that's an interesting real quick. That 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 argument uh, <coughs> lends itself to. Segregation. If there's two bathrooms and one's for white people, one's for black people, then you're not being discriminated against. But we've already said no to that. So this case in California seems question uh, questionable, which resulted in leftists now arguing you cannot create two bathrooms for two protected categories. That is discrimination under the law, period. And so now we're at the point where legally they're correct. Absolutely. If the 60, 1964 Civil Rights Act says you cannot discriminate on the basis of sex or race, and we've determined that bathrooms based on race are discrimination, then it follows that sex bathrooms are also are. But we also have a common sense and moral line where we're like men and women are different. Males and females are different. That's why we do this, to which the left has now countered the argument saying that used to be the position of the segregationists. That black and white people were different, and so it was for safety reasons they had different spaces. They're trying to use the exact same, same arguments. Many conservatives and libertarians have pointed out the 1964 Civil Rights Act has created the path to wokeness to create things where, like, dudes are going in girls' bathrooms. Do you buy that it's on the same level? Um, I do think men and women's bathroom is equal to segregation, but I support that type of segregation. I don't, like, yeah, we are segregating people by gender. Right, no, no, but not I think that's gender, but like with, sex, you know, or... say, say it was only a, a black area at a college. I don't think we should have that. Um, I think it's okay to segregate by genders. I don't think we right, should be segregating by think, race. Do you think that that new modern race segregation at schools is on the same level as historic? Yes. Uh, wait, so wait, wait. Ask that one more time. Yeah. At, wait, you see, wait, what? I'm saying, you know, if there was like what, what Brett Weinstein. You're saying faced, like when they do these POC only rooms, it's the same segregation. I'm saying, do you, I'm asking if you think it's the same level of segregation as it was traditionally. Oh, no way. No. no. I think this, it's, they, it, they they're stupid safe spaces, but. Right. And it was when it was institutionalized in every facet where like you couldn't go into a certain store or whatever. That's a higher degree of segregation. Okay. So you, so you think that it's lesser. It's, not, it's a fact. You're asking a fact-based question. If, if, if there's 10, if, if there's, if there's 100 universities that have within their university system one instance where they've created a black-only space, that is factually less sure. than the entirety of the country having segregation as a standard, standardized uh, policy. I'm with you, Elad. I think that segregating based on sex is very different than racial segregation. We've made it a dirty word, but uh, I think what we're, right. actually, what we're actually talking about here isn't a bad thing. Um, the, go on. Uh, what can you determine about someone based on the color of their skin? Like nothing, almost nothing, almost, nothing. almost some genetic ancestry. Yeah, the reason, the, let's, let's expand this though, because a lot of people are like, oh, come on. No, no, no. Like seriously, like a dude from Somalia and a dude from Haiti are different people. Yeah. They have a dark skin tone, but they're going to be very different. The Somalis are shorter than Haitians who are taller. So it, what's your determination? Skin color is not a good metric for, for any kind of segregation. 
You can't you can't even really determine someone's ethnic background or what part of the world they come from based on the color of their skin. Yeah. They're like, I went to Egypt. They thought I was Egyptian. Yep. And I'm, 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 I'm not. I go to Spain. They thought I, they thought I was Hispanic. I go to Mexico. They think I'm Mexican. Right. They, they can't tell. So uh, how someone looks isn't a good determ de uh, determining factor. However, males and females globally everywhere, period, are different. And so that I get. Yep. It's that lady from The View recently found out she's not as Puerto Rican. Oh, man, <laughs> as, that was uh, so funny. Look, yeah. look, look, look. Let's do this. Sonny, sunny? Uh, the yeah. views Sonny Hostin shocked to find she's descended from Spanish slaveholders. <laughs> oh, Wait, sunny. is this one of those weird wow. ones? Like, people let's, let's can also be descendants of slaves if their ancestors were raped by their slave owners. And like, Well, and of yeah, course. I, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to make... But let's, yeah, yeah. But let's see a reaction. Wow. <laughs> I'm 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 in a little bit in shock. I I just always thought of myself as Puerto Rican, you know, half Puerto Rican. <laughs> I didn't think I was. Uh, my family was originally from Spain and slaveholders. <laughs> yeah. So how are you feeling, my friend? Um, I just um, I think it's actually pretty interesting that um, my husband and I have shared roots. Yeah. So I I do appreciate that. Because um, you married a slave. I think it's owner. great for our children. Descendant. Mm -hmm to know this information who was it there was a big story where it was like another view person they found out they were descendant a descendant of slave owners and all the people a lot of people on the right were like ha 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 and i'm like oh bro that means like the slave owner raped their slave come on yeah like, right. that's probably yeah. what it means right. so uh we were i was we were hanging out with uh some dude some guy today uh we were hanging out with um matt from uh, base records good dude and uh I, I didn't know if he wanted me to tell the story or not but i'll say his name because he made he made the point but um I've made this this statement to a lot of people before when, you know, it comes up to my ethnic background and being part Korean. I'm like, well, well, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm part Korean, but a little bit Japanese. Like, you know, my mom's 40 percent Korean, 10 percent Japanese. Everyone goes, ooh, because you know what that means. <laughs> yeah, that does that. That's Some crazy. It's not a Romeo and Juliet Japanese guy being like, I don't care what my family thinks. I love you. I love you, too. Uh, it's more like burn the house down and take the women kind of thing you know what i mean yeah, that yeah. still causes tensions in south korea and japan to oh, this yeah. day oh too. dude it's they're both even, yeah the south koreans are are totally ethno supremacists yeah well the, many many people in those but they those but but i mean like south koreans the younger generation yeah. is is moving away from it but they are very ethno supremacist uh, there's a famous clip now of uh from what's it i think it's called bad friends with andrew santino and bobby, oh, bobby whatever lee, yeah. bobby lee right yeah. and then he's uh they, he's like saying oh Koreans never did slavery, or whatever, and they fact check him. And it turns out that Koreans had slavery for like over a thousand years. No, like but they slavery, which is Bobby crazy. Lee constantly talks about how racist they are. I know, yeah, of course, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah, but yeah. they're yeah. just pointing out the fact that like that's that's a that's the reality is that racism has been around way longer, and slavery's been around way longer than just suddenly. And with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The 1800s in for the sure. U.S. and mm -hmm. everyone always gets that They're wrong. also a very patriarchal society. Yeah. Um, extremely. Extremely. Very, yeah. very patriarchal. Yeah. Koreans? Koreans, yeah. Yeah, they they they're mostly Korean supremacist. Yeah, they believe that they are the best yeah. superior race on the planet. 
and they have no problem telling you that. And they're like, oh, of they course. call it the Korean Nobi system, which is commonly associated with slavery and social hierarchy right. in pre-modern Korea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for people, uh, the Japanese and Koreans who should be allies geopolit geopolitically right now, especially considering what's going on with China, still beef with one another right. over um, the over conflict the in actions of the Imperial World Army in Japan. Yes, yeah. so called. Who they still revere over in Japan, but we don't need to shit on our allies now. <laughs> when I went to uh, South Korea. I went to this museum where I learned about a great general, a naval general, and it was really hilarious because uh, it each like room you walked through depicted a great victory. But the funny thing I noticed was every great victory, the size of the Navy was getting smaller. <laughs> and so it's like in the first one, there's these big fleets and it's like the great general routed the Japanese and forced their ships off. And I was like, wow. I walk in the next room and then it's like facing insurmountable odds. He was able to drive back the Japanese forces with a small force. And I was like, interesting. Mm -hmm. And then finally in the end, it's like him and like a small handful of guys. And I was like, you mean to tell me like he was losing the whole time? <laughs> right. It's <laughs> a nice way of putting it. Right. Yeah. It but they like highlight diorama. the great stories of his successes, like fair point, but it was an attrition. So yeah, sometimes a retreat can be what you call successful. If the enemy <laughs> loses more yeah. than you lose in the retreat, that's a successful retreat. Dude, we have, um, where was this in, uh, in New Jersey, I think, there's the, um, I forgot what the name of the park is, but they've got the story of, I think it's Mercer. I can't remember the guy's name. This dude who was like surrounded by the British and then he just like told him to kill him. He would never like betray the country. There's cannons wow. everywhere and it's like where Washington crossed the Delaware or something. Wow. It's fun to go to these places. Growing up in Chicago, we didn't have any of this. Right. It doesn't exist. It's like you just live in Chicago, but then you move out to the East Coast and it's just like these plaques everywhere talking about the war. Out here, it's really crazy because we're like five minutes from John Brown Raid HQ, yep. where John Brown organized the Harper's Ferry Raid. Like Harper's Ferry is literally here down the street. And uh, what, what, what is it? What's going on? No, I just, it's, it's the, his house is the only house I ever thought should have a Black Lives Matter sign outside of it. Like, yeah, that, right. <laughs> that one actually makes sense. You're talking but about but he, he tried to trigger a slave revolt and they wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, nah, get out of here. First man hung by the state. For treason. For treason. Was he first? Yeah. I feel like he was first. Could John they ban him from yeah. the ballot. What's funny <laughs> is uh, the, lo the local casino, this is kind of wild. The, the local casino has uh, their $25 chips at Charlestown has John Brown. On, some of them have John Brown on it. And I'm like, it's kind of wild because like depending on who wins the war, the most vile and despicable people will be heralded as heroes. Sherman. Sherman. Sherman's just another version of Brown, but on a larger uh, scale. Uh, well, no, Brown, John wanted, Brown was definitely a terrorist. Brown wanted although to Although he might have been fighting for things that were morally right. Bra um, yeah, Brown wanted And I think it's a dangerous person to uh, idolize because, I mean, there are a lot of people who believe passionately some political things right now and shouldn't justify uh, oh, yeah. violence to try to achieve those ends. But that's what John Brown did. And I think some leftists especially idealize, um, idolize him and yep. yeah, but in they, a misleading way. John Brown very dangerous. But they would see him yeah, as, exactly. as far right today. Because he's, oh, yeah. he's a Christian. Or, he's, he's, okay. a, he's super Christian. Christian. That's why he was against slavery. You know, like, but they, they wouldn't care. Like, they wouldn't agree with Putin denazifying. Do you think John Brown would support gay marriage? No. No, absolutely no, not. No. Yeah. He'd, he'd do a lot of bad things about all these things. Happening. Yo, Sherman, though. Like, sure. That guy was just like wanton disregard for human life. I think you could argue <laughs> that Sherman was trying to end the conflict quicker via his brutal means to save more American lives. I think he wanted an excuse to murder and destroy. Um, I think you're at war with somebody. Yeah. And I mean...
Yeah, you're trying I, to end the war within your yeah, own country. Yeah, but I think there's that's war crimes when you're 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 in charge of killing all these people. He killed innocent people, freed slaves. He killed people on the sidelines in the periphery of the war. It wasn't just he was going after the Confederates. They just burned everything. We like, could go through individual instances, but like I think war is terrible and war is terrible. Like but he was avoid, trying to end the war, but we should avoid too. war crimes. Like, do you think we should have dropped the atom bomb? Uh, yeah, yeah, I definitely. Think I don't we know if I, I don't know if I agree with that either. And I see the two as the same thing as um, desperate reasons to end a war. No, I think Imperial Japan kind of gets a like looking back, they get a good rep. Uh, they were literally oh, the Nazis of they the were Pacific. Insane. Yeah, they were insane. So, um, I and this is at a point where we we were in total war. Uh, with it's kind of over with Japan. Yeah, um, it's over until it's not. How many hundreds of thousands of American troops' lives are worth trying to invade the homeland where the Japanese were trying to say they're going to fight until every last life? I also think it's really easy for us looking back to go, oh well, maybe yeah. you know, maybe you actually should have just invaded. Would have been the la largest amphibious assault on the mainland ever. How you know? It's easy that. to. I agree with looking back with 2020 vision or you have you know you have 2020 vision but i also i also just the war crimes and the, but the definition lives lost. was different yeah. is there any war where there aren't any war crimes though i feel um, like we can yeah. say that every time for every side i'm sure the uh, confederates com committed war crimes uh, i don't i'm too oh, lazy to look into them what was sure. what were considered war crimes uh, back then? well you could look at the was it were the geneva conventions yeah did they have nope. geneva. No. Geneva. Well, there were no <laughs> war crimes back. i mean there's still um, ethically and morally war crimes i'm spacing right now who had anderson prison was that the north of the south andersonville was that the north of the south that movie is was so good south. south that was south that's my prison, favorite right? civil war movie probably that was insane. I never Holy, saw the movie, but oh my, they yeah, were, there's was, book too. Yeah. It's kind of like a unit seven three one in Japan without all of the yeah. modern technology, except for like the human vivisection and like experimentation. Right, there was no, they weren't dry freezing yeah. hands and shattering them, yeah, but it was you know. so horrific. Also, yeah. they so, had uh, literal slaves in the south. Um, yeah, right, right. I I still don't agree with everything Sherman did. And I don't know. Oh, agree with totally. The bomb, you know, oh, and, I, totally. and every war. Has I mean, not that totally for the second part. You don't have to agree with every. I don't know anybody who I could agree with everything they did. They did, but um, I think you could say Sherman helped end the war sooner than it would have otherwise. I feel like it's the same argument I'm using for Japan, actually. Right. <laughs> you know what? I, what you know what? You know, <laughs> you're on the same side. <laughs> I don't. Yes. I don't think. Parallels. I think if the context of the Civil War happened today, I, I'm not so convinced the North would be able to win. I think the South would be crazy. I think the issue is the the speed of communications. I think that if video started emerging, like the psychological effect of uh, of these of video and information would have mm -hmm. such a dramatic change. I mean, the uh, the march to the sea, I don't know, could happen in an urban environment today because the moment the internet, like the uh, the North and South were competing for international supplies, they needed trade. The South, I think, where they were trading cotton with uh, with the UK. That's that, where that that flag came from. British boat. A British boat. Yeah, they seized so, it. So uh, uh, the North w blockaded the South, trying to cut their supplies. What would happen internationally if videos emerged of, let's just say in the, in, like literally 1861, but with, with internet video. Videos emerge of civilians being shot in cold blood by Union soldiers. International, uh, like, relations for the, for the North would shatter. And they'd say, no, 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 we, we did not supply and we don't condone that because they would face revolts in their own countries over the supplying of war, uh, over the facilitating of war crimes. It would yep. cause them a lot of problems. Is that new uh, A24 movie out yet? 
No. No. Tim, I think, Do you think be that'll be accurate because I think there would be people, there could be clear video of war crimes happening, of whatever civil war would happen. There would still be people denying it. Probably. There would people be blaming the other side. Oh, they killed their own people. I'm just thinking I about agree. the October yeah. 7th attack and the amount of gaslighting that will exist. Even if there was footage of people being slaughtered and killed, obviously people who were civilians, people don't care and yeah, we're I, disgusting. Wrong, are, uh, I I, I, you're, you're right to a certain degree, but the October 7th attack has resulted in in the left shattering yeah. and the the you, you've got michael rapaport this was his turn he hates trump all of a sudden he's wearing a star of david and he says what the is wrong with these people that's opened a door for him to start exploring more about what they're doing and now he's like the cops are being beaten when people when people realize black lives matter was celebrating these paragliders i mean look i got no beef with someone criticizing israel's military actions it's a war okay by all means please criticize people's military actions it should be done and there, there is a, uh, 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 a risk to Israel in that a lot of this propaganda for is, is being supported by the left. But man, what Hamas did really, really messed them, messed up uh, the progressive left in this country. Sherman's march to the sea was absolutely brutal. I mean, it, it is historically canon. He was destroying civilian targets and killing civilians. He did not care. It was scorched earth. Everything must burn. What I, I, on that scale? You know, uh, the problem with the Confederates, one of the reasons they lost, they thought all they had to do was prove they had the military might and the fighting would stop. They did not realize the Union was going to burn their children and burn homes to the ground to win this. And not that I'm a fan of, you know, the, what, what the Confederacy would have implemented. It's a good thing they lost. But holy crap, I'm not a fan of dropping nuclear bombs on Japan. But at the first battle of Bull Run, they repel the, the, the Union and they're like, that's it. The war is over. There's not going to be a war. We just proved that they can't come in here. And then they came in and started just brutalizing the South. This mobilized the South, fearing, feeling they were being invaded. And then eventually a turn happened where, um, I forget which general, it might have been, I don't know, Jackson. They felt that uh, the only way to actually win this was to invade the North and put pressure on the North to stop supporting this war. Civilians in the North needed to understand what the war was, and it was an opportunity to, opportunity for them to seize resources. Unfortunately, they moved into Gettysburg, didn't go too well for the Confederates. Yep. But I imagine what would happen if the international community was watching something akin to the March to the Sea. It is hard enough for U.S. troops dealing with IEDs and strapping, like, they, they strap ki bombs to kids, and then you end up with American soldiers being uh, being placed into a military tribunal or whatever or court-martialed because of the perception of what they did not what they had to do to defend themselves there's no way i could see union soldiers in many of these circumstances being able to defend the actions if they were blasted out on the internet around the world and that would cause problems for the union's ability to supply itself that being said they had a lot of resources in and of themselves i don't know that you know what would have happened if they didn't have international support but i'm sure you're no, anyway we should go to super chats because we went a little we went a little over here so we'll go to Super nice Chats. Civil War chat inspired by that the That was flag. good fun. Yeah. Good Smash job. that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us. The members only show will be up at 10 p.m. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a lot of good fun. And as a member, you get access to our Discord server as well, where you can submit questions, call in and talk to us and our guests. Here we go. Manipal says pee pee poo poo. <laughs> yeah. I will read your Super Chat. Thank you. Agreed. Token Black Guy says, Tim Pool, you have been called. You are the mayor West Virginia needs. Time to take the mantle. The mayor of where? Charlestown? I don't want to be a mayor. Not interested. I think it was because I was saying like if I was ever, like if I got elected president or governor, Trump, you ain't seen nothing with Trump. Like Vivek, no way, dude. I would, I would, 
I would not just go to my AG and be like, can we get criminal charges? I would go on television. I would do a live stream and issue a statement about the, the requirement for this nation and the reasons why certain individuals must be criminally charged, must face an investigation and a trial by a jury of their peers. And I would formally declare like it must be done. Now I give it to those in the executive branch with the authority to make those positions happen. But Mark, you know, let my intentions be clear to the American people. Certain people in this country must be criminally charged. They're like like Joe Biden, the Burisma stuff. Mm -hmm. It is it is absurd. And they use this documents case as the shield. He's not going to be criminally charged because he's a doddering old fool. And you know what they're really saying? He'll never face charges over Burisma. Nah, if, if I was I, I was saying, like, if I was the governor of West Virginia, I would make do a public assessment or a public statement where I'd say law enforcement of the state of West Virginia must immediately begin the process of an of a raid on CBP facilities in 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 the eastern panhandle and i have already called on on to the extent that i can the attorney general and our prosecutors to seek out uh, uh warrants from judges allowing state forces to raid that facility for evidence of human trafficking and smuggling operations they have engaged in let them panic and people might say but then you're informing them you're doing it oh yes that's the point and then if they don't do it i'll say hey i made my declaration i did what i could do i don't expect it to be dictatorial that everyone just does when i bang a gavel I expect them to go through the legal process and go to a judge and make the argument, but I want to make sure everybody knows. You got this big CBP facility. You got CBP agents out here. They know the show. And I'm like, there's videos of them working with cartels. It's, 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 it's mind-blowing to see like the cartels bring these people up and they're armed. CBP is like, howdy, and they open the gate and bring them in. I'm disgusted by that. Anyway. Raid uh, Area 51 in Wright-Patterson while you're at it, please. I mean, I feel like Depending on the public and apparent crimes that need to be, you know, held to account. I don't know that Air 51 has those. And mm. I respect the right of the U.S. military to have secrets. Depending on those secrets, we can't just, like, announce to the world our military capabilities, our security be compromised. But, you know, let's read more. Jennifer Lopinto says, I want to shout out my husband, Sean, who has largely been an influence in my recovery from leftist ideology. He loves this show, and so do I. This is the way. Shout out, nice. Sean. That's that's the way. You know, husbands. Like the spell S E A N or S H A W N. S E A N. Nice dude. It's a healthy marriage. That's right. Ian Kinney says it blows my mind that I live in Wisconsin and never heard about the Chippewa Falls school until last night. Chippewa Falls is on the other side of the state from me, closer to the Minnesota border. That's where that uh, shooting almost took place. Well. Mm. Raymond G. Stanley Jr. says, oh, no, guys, I watched the Tucker v. Putin interview. MSM was right. I'm now a Putin puppet, and I want to work with Russia to undermine our democracy. Oh, no. Oh, geez. Watch out. Don't do those memes. You might get in trouble for something. <laughs> yeah. Stinky Man says, would you buy Bud Light if during the Super Bowl, Dylan came out and said, 365 of drinking Bud Light. I've grown a beard and work out daily. I built a deck without permits. I have chickens. <laughs> I heard they're doing a Super Bowl ad. And it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Oh, it's already out? Yeah, they, I mean, oh. it's, it's it's stupid. They release Super Bowl ads before the Super Bowl now. They do. That is stupid. But, yo, the commercial, like, you can watch it, and you're going to be like, what? Yeah. It's just nothing. It's the weirdest. Thank it's you. not even It's not even funny. Like, I talk about the Quiznos subs, where those stupid rat things are like, eh, we like to eat sandwiches <laughs> or whatever, and, like, that's everyone remembers it. This one is not memorable at all. Mm. It's just, like, the stupidest random commercial. I can't believe they tried doing this during the Super Bowl. We broke the company, guys. We, we, they're, they're broke. <laughs> Fow says, Elad, you're a mad lad, my lad. 
Take my money, Dad. Really love your reporting style. Followed you all through the summer of love. I appreciate you, dude. Thanks for the super chat, guys. Uh, follow us at Timcast News on Twitter. We do a lot of great fields reporting, and other journalists here are doing a great job. Also, the SCNR YouTube channel has all your videos mm -hmm. up on it. So Absolutely. if you go to uh, SCNR on YouTube, subscribe. You can watch Elad's reporting. One of my favorites is you running after the person in the golf cart. Was that like a <laughs> uh, year Russell or two ago? Fry yeah. while he was running. Yeah, North Carolina. <laughs> great video. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, man, you're the best. Third Eye says, Yo, Tim, <clears throat> please read. I haven't laughed so hard in a long time. The Babylon Bee just dropped the funniest article I've ever read. Biden calls for the president to step down. <laughs> Very nice. So knowing their track record, that could become true. Venom Symbiont says, Did anyone else see the horrible Tucker Carlson deep fake Bitcoin ad? It popped up for me during the show. Sketchy. Whoa, that means YouTube's running it. I've Not been seeing good. Mr. Beast deep AI ads on like Instagram and stuff. They so they did it with uh, Joe Rogan a while ago. Yep. Mm -hmm. There was a fake ad. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? It's like weird supplements. It was like a that? testosterone yeah. thing to yeah, make your yeah. dick bigger. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was an AI of Joe Rogan. It sounded really weird. He was like, well, the thing is about this, it makes you big. And then the guy was like, that's right. And I'm like, yo, wow. this is so the most fake. classic scam. Wow. Make it bigger? Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, people spend money on anything, you know what I mean? Let's go. What do we got here? Jason Hutchinson says, if he's too old to be held to account, he's too old to be president. This is very dumb. What are we doing? That's right. What should the age limit be? I don't know about age limit. Or, yeah, just aptitude. Limit. I, yeah. You know, maybe there should be. Yeah. Maybe it should be 35 to 60. Mm, to argue to the other side of it, it's anti-democratic. You get you get left with what you pick. We we're picking these older people. The Democrats then, then, pick Joe Biden. Then why, do, go, then why have a lower limit? Oh, no, we shouldn't have a lower limit mm. either. Anti-democratic. So like Five-year-old. I mean, they wouldn't have a, a good caucus. Nobody would want to vote for them. But yeah, five-year-old. I I actually fear fake presidents. That we're going to come to the point where everyone's going to be watching the news and there's going to be a guy who makes arguments and says all these things and he's going to be AI generated and not real, but no one knows because everyone just sees him in these videos. Just like all the boyfriends and girlfriends right now. I'm going to take Bucko <laughs> downstairs. So I wanted to say hello and goodbye for everyone that hasn't seen him yet. You guys match a little in bit. Case yeah. Yeah, you match. Yeah, they do Let's match. Go, Bocus. I'll be back. Mr. Bocus, seeing his way out. He came up here before the show and he jumped up on the table and they just laid in front of me with his like, just flat, and not a good sign. Mm. So, you know, we let him stick around. But uh, it's just impossible to know what to do because uh, he's on all these drugs and the drugs do cause problems, but they alleviate, alleviate some problems as well. We got him stem cells. And so I'm like, what if we got him stem cells and they're working, but the drugs he's on is actually inhibiting his potential recovery. What do we do? And so it's just like, stay the course, I guess. But he got real sick the other day, collapsed, pissed himself, didn't, mm -hmm. couldn't move. So I've been giving him raw beef, which I don't know is the right thing to do, but I have two thoughts on it. One is, you know, if he's about to die and he was supposed to die a year ago, little man gets to have his last meal and it's going to be what he wants. Yeah, what he is wants he? To he eat enjoys some raw, that the most? He, he goes nuts for it. There it is. So I give him a little bit, but I'm also hoping that I've read a bunch of studies about raw, raw meat diets for animals. I'm hoping that it is beneficial to him in some way as a very low phosphorus meat. Maybe this actually can get him what he needs, and mm. I doubt it. But I'm also kind of like, dude is on his last days. Quality, quality of life, it matters. I don't know, dude. You said that a year ago, and he's still going. I didn't want to bring that up. Every time I come here, it's <laughs> always the last day. Yeah, but so he weighs nothing less. now. Yeah. Like, last, la like last year, he was sick, and they said he was going to live for a week. We got him a bunch of drugs. We got him hydration therapy. 
We got him on stem cells and he's stabilized, but he is slowly withering away. Mm. So when we see him collapse, piss himself and then struggle to move, we're like, he might have died right there on the spot. Mm. So it's kind of like, that's the worst we've seen it. And then when he came up here and jumped on the table and the way he laid down, it looked like he was struggling to move. Like he was just burned out. Mm. He's losing weight. Can't wait. And we're, I'm, we're like, we got to figure out how to put weight on him. But if he can't, because his kidneys are busted, what can you do? You know, every and day it, is a blessing. It's, it's brutal because every time everyone comes here, they're like, oh, is he old? And I'm like, no, he's five. He just has a heart problem, mm -hmm. a heart defect, genetic heart defect and underdeveloped kidneys. There's nothing we could do. We were going to get him a kidney transplant, but because of his heart, we can't. They do this thing where you adopt a, a cat that's to be put down and they share the kidneys and you have to, you have to adopt both cats. Whoa. So you save both their lives. Wow. Mm. And so we were like, can we do this? And they said, Mr. Bocas will die if you give him a kidney transplant because of his heart. He can't take it. Mm. We're like, damn. Yeah, we did the right thing. He's eating heavily right now. He went right for the food. Nice. That's good. He hungered. That's good. All right. Thinker for Life says, did we forget Obama poked the bear during Sochi Olympics? The, uh, let's see, what is it? LG, gays didn't like the Russian law that forbids gay influence of children. So Obama sent our top advocate, Billy Jean King. Really? Yeah, Sochi is wild. The Olympics are wild because, like, the reports are that they all just bang each other nonstop. Have you guys read that? In yep. the villages, yeah, and then they make the Olympic babies because yeah. they're supposedly yep. be genetic studs. So yep. the Olympics the are Olympic like babies. athletic eugenists. Well, I went to school, University of Utah. <laughs> but you put that word on it, and that'll make anything sound <laughs> yeah, good. Right, yeah. <laughs> but I went to school, University of Utah, and that's like where they had like the the you know, O2 uh, Salt Lake City Games. Yeah. like the whole the whole. Uh, athlete village or whatever is basically where like the dorms are and uh, yeah i've heard a lot of stories about that from the the old wow. staff over there so Tazewell says why does ian look like a character from baldur's gate 3 tonight because richie jackson gave me this clothed <laughs> me well i clothed myself but uh richie jackson gave me the outfit and he is a bard or it, i guess he would be is richie a bard is richie more of a rogue than a bard he's kind of like a i don't know he's not a rogue he'd carry a rapier around if he was in baldur's gate like, unguard i think it's bard richie yeah He's an athlete. He's not really a bard, musician. Bard, he looks bards like a bard. Have school of uh, swords or college of swords or whatever it's called. Like a non uh, a non musical bard. No, he's a musical guy. He's Is super he, musical. He loves music. He can tell you everything about rock and roll. I guess he so knows all of it. Only Richie. Only Richie will tell. You can ask him the most obscure rock question. He'll have the answer for you. Yeah, definitely dude. a bard. Let's go. OMG puppy says releasing a spy wouldn't get Putin anything. Western press wouldn't reward him. It wouldn't phase the neocons or lessen their obsession with destroying Russia. No, but it could press public support in a negative position. And that's what they're desperately trying to avoid. That's what they're scared of. That being said, I think the evidence here is this dude Evans got information that Putin's scared of. What I don't understand about that, though, is why they don't trade him. And then Putin just scoop up another American journalist or another mm -hmm. American in Russia. So Big Fat Irving says Russia has Evan Gershkovich. Ukraine has Gonzalo Lira. Why is one reporter more important than the other? Uh, Gonzalo Vera may be dead. I believe it was his father who said that he was, uh, he had died. So, right. It is funny that in the, in the United States, they don't care at all about Gonzalo Lira. So, yeah. sorry, Evan, your machine, the machine here hates you for what you are. Frontline Texan says, Tim, I'm curious, what makes you believe the media would report if Tucker succeeded in bringing him back? And if they did, it's not likely that they would spin it as Tucker is a Russian puppet and it was staged. They could. I'm saying it would amplify the Tucker story, no matter what, good or bad. It would make it the biggest thing in, in, the, in the country. The rescuing of an, of, a, of an American journalist. Tucker already has the eyeballs on him. Now you add in the rescuing of a journalist. Good on Tucker for asking. 
Not that it didn't, you know, didn't work, but good luck. All right. Stephen Scray says Ian Crossland started working out, found Jesus, and then realized that America actually should impose righteous, lawful, and proper rule upon the world. This happened tonight. <laughs> Jesus is pretty cool. I worked out earlier today. And yes, and, and American Ian's constitutionalism been, is legitimate. Ian's been calling for uh, uh, you know, neocon policy now for a long time. I just think we need to inspire people to do it for themselves. I don't think walking around being like, do my thing is not that has not worked. And I don't imagine would. But when people have had enough and they're like, what they have is better. I want what they have. And they're looking at me and our country. Then we'll see them have their own decentralized revolution. Eric Elman says for preserving the flag. Yes. And uh, Devin Porter said, Tim, I'm a mill millwork drafter. I work for a company that builds casework. I can draw a case for that flag. So like a case with like a glass front. So it's on display. Because oh, nice. if that's the case, what's the best way to get in touch? Uh, should we, are, is he able to like DM you or something or message you on Twitter? Yeah. This is a guy. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. Send me a DM. Devin, or admin at scanner.com. Yeah. That you'll get it. Yeah, get it. So Devin Porter, if you heard that, admin at SCNR, SCNR mm -hmm. right? SCNR.com. Or hit up Ian on Twitter, and we'll get to work on that uh, that display case. Yeah, you're probably Super better cool. hit going with Bill since you know. We should all. We'll, we'll, I will also get one man. if you can. Uh, we have a Civil War Union muskets, never been fired, not even dry fired, and uh, I would love to get a case for that and put it like on display too. It's right over there. It's just been sitting against the wall. Yeah, yes. actual Union. Uh, there's like ten thousand of them. They made them, had them sitting around, never used them. Wow. Yep. Super cool. Heavy. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, Rifle the musket. Heavy crazy stuff it was cool we, went, we go antiquing yo if you're in west virginia antiquing dude there's an antique shop full of nazi paraphernalia it's crazy michael malice would love that so uh where is it at it's um it's in the it's in the eastern panhandle there's just so many antique shops but there's this one that is where is it it's close to martinsburg so, south of martinsburg i don't know exactly which one it is but there's like it's they're malls basically so people will set up a portion and they pay rent to have their space but one guy's got a whole bunch of World War II stuff. So it's not just Nazi, but there's like a there's like a German captured uh, pistol. Mm. And with like the 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 like official thing explaining what it is, who captured it, the rank of the guy, crazy stuff. Helmets, insignias. You know, I yeah. worked at an auction gallery for, for about 10 years and we had uh, periodically these World War II auctions. And my boss got so mad because a reporter came and the picture they used of him was him with the giant swastika behind him. So in the local paper, it's just like wow. this, my crazy boss and then like <laughs> the giant swastika. That's uh, amazing. The Funny crazy stuff. thing is uh, we went to an antique shop in Austin and they were selling a bunch of swastikas. And it seemed like the guy who worked there actually got offended at the idea that it was offensive. I asked, I was like, don't people like freak out? And he was like, no. He was like, this was a commonplace symbol across the United States pre-World War II, and it is on tons of advertisements, buildings, but now they're all trying to erase it and cover it up. It's true. South City of Chicago, there's a big house that has a swastika built into the top, hmm. and they nailed wooden blocks to, to make it into a square. Wow. But is it but in you, the same orientation as the swastika? Exactly. It was the same? They're, they're, they're not angled. They're not angled, right. So it's just like, and, and they went the other direction, I think. Mm -hmm. And then Hitler inverted yeah, it and yeah. then tilted it right but so on the building it's just a straight up symbol and then they put the wood blocks to fill the gap so it's just a square with lines through it but you can see it because wow. you you can see the blocks crazy man on youtube there'll be if you ever watch hitler's speeches on youtube forever you could just watch the video and you'd watch it but now any video a lot of videos made in the last year they're like 
they had a little disclaimer before you start watching and saying, we do not condone Nazism, just so you know. It's like, dude, you don't have to say that. It's just a speech. It's a, but, yep. Yeah. Let's grab some more Super Chats. Triton 54 says, Union Jack is the blue section of the U.S. flag flown from the forward end of U.S. Navy ships. Is that is that, is that right? Hmm. I believe Union Jack is a reference to the uh, U.K. flag. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't, I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe the Union Jack is on those, but I don't. I don't know that. I never heard that before. Yep. Union Jack flag. British flag. Yeah. We, uh, yeah, because, yeah, Union flag, Union Jack, it's British. Well, there you go. Let's grab a couple more super chats. Maybe we'll just grab uh, two. Winston Alexander says, I'm half Korean, white, ex-U.S. Army stationed in Korea in the 90s. Was told not to talk about being Korean since the locals would assume my mom was a hooker. Hmm. Wow. Jeez. Not so much that way today. Um, now, uh, I think what I was told was that it's more of a novelty. And there's this attitude of deep curiosity. So uh, a journalist told me that if I went to North Korea, they would be like super excited that I was there and try and ask me everything about my family and try and learn as much as possible. Still holding like a disdainful view of like, Oof, but how did it happen? <laughs> you know? So there you go. Good fun. Maybe one day Donald Trump will get reelected and he will help being pre, uh, he will help he will help bring peace to the Korean Peninsula. And then I can actually go visit go visit the uh, town for which my uh, my I believe my great grand my great great grandfather. Or is it great grandfather? Great great, I think. Hmm. Yeah, great great grandfather. Actually, awesome. maybe great grandfather. I don't know. Hmm. Your mom's grandpa or something or her great grandfather. Great. My mom's great grandfather, I think. Hmm. That'd yeah, I think cool. it's great grandfather. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to track these things. I need to ask my mom. But uh, it's funny because like the white side of my family is easy. I go to Europe and I'm like, oh, so this is Ireland. Ah, oh, so this is London. Ah, oh, so this is Germany. I go to Korea and it's like I can't cross that line. Yeah. So uh, one side of of my mom's side of the family is, was from the south. One side's from the north, but there was no north or south back then. There was just farm workers. All right. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Would you kindly? Share the show with your friends. Head over to TimCast.com. Click join us because that members only show is coming up in just a few minutes. It's not so family friendly. You don't want to miss it. You can follow the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Bill, do you want to shout anything out? Yeah, a couple things. So Minds has expanded. You can now launch your own social network and app based on the Minds software. So if you go to minds.com slash about slash networks, you can launch your own app that is connected to the decentralized social web. That's what we've done with Scanner on scnr.com. So it now has its own node of the decentralized social world. And you can get all the Scanner articles on there. And apps are coming soon for Scanner on both stores. So keep an eye out an eye out for those. And then MindsFest, we got coming up April 27th at the Vulcan in Austin. It's going to be awesome. Um, and Sean is telling me that we need to challenge uh, Elon and Mark Cuban to d come debate a <laughs> <Yeah>. DEI. <laughs> I, I, I want to say we could bill it as uh, the white supremacist versus the African-American. <laughs> yeah. So thank, thanks for having me, man. What's the website on. you mentioned? Minds.com slash about? Slash networks. Yeah. Slash networks we need a better, with an S. Yeah, with an S, yeah. Uh, my name's Alad Eliyahu. I'm a journalist here at Timcast News. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and all that good stuff. Uh, it's been awesome. Thanks for tuning in, guys. 
This was a really fun one. You can find me at Shane Cashman online. And uh, tomorrow at 3 o'clock, I'll be on Pop Culture Crisis with Brett and Mary. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, awesome. Yeah. This was a good one. And shout out to Richie Jackson for giving me this awesome shirt, Bill. Thanks for bringing the flag. Tim, good show. Good to see you guys. Great good to see you, see you a lot. You too, Shane. Peace. I like how you can like blend into almost any conversation. It's nice. <laughs> I'm a ghost. Yes, you are a chameleon of the mind. <laughs> Serge Dupree. Hey, uh, that was a good one. I agree. Good show. Good to have you here, Elad. Uh, likewise, Bill as well. Thanks, and dude. Shane, thanks for doing the show. Of course. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hit the after show, Tim. All right. We will see you all over at TimCast.com in about a minute. Thanks for hanging out. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.